exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. We are, I'm the only one in the studio. We got Adam on the phone here. Yes, and you even took my line away from me. I didn't know what. I didn't even know when the time. I was like, I was, silence. I didn't know. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn, and you are watching an empty studio. It's amazing what we can do in modern age. I am here in Puerto Rico, uh, checking out the scene out here, which is interesting at best. Of course, it's about to blow up as it is everywhere. Not only with medical marijuana but with hemp so believe it or not this is the last show of the year and i thought we would uh do it by having a little bit focus on hemp and what it means for america it seems to be the hot subject finally (laughs) in the world uh but we are uh we're at a new age and i think everybody got really excited when the yellow fucking orangutan signed that bill but at the (laughs) same time Things aren't exactly the way, you know, things aren't all, you know, peaches and roses and rainbows, but at the same time, I'm I'm just like everybody else, happy to see the end of hemp prohibition, if not anything else. Um, strangely enough, we had to have legal cannabis before we could get legal hemp, which really makes no sense in my world, but... That's the way it has to be. That's the way it has to be. And I, and I don't mind because I think what's going to happen in the next few years is going to be amazing because I don't believe they understand what they have done, if you catch my drift. Um, technically, seeds, cannabis seeds, hemp seeds, as we all know, if you're in the industry or if you're around them enough, you can't tell the difference. Hemp seeds are hemp seeds and cannabis seeds are cannabis seeds, but until you put it in the ground... You really don't know what's happening. So they may have shot themselves in the foot there, which I'm, I'm glad to reload the gun for them every time because uh, now as long as you make it clear that those seeds contain 0.3% or, or under THC, which they all do, we know that, Right. then seeds are legal, all seeds. So that's a, a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I think cool. that's really going to... That was a good side effect, for sure. That's that's a huge side effect. That's like that's like the that's like the, the 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 golden... That was like a little icing on the cake for me. Sure. Because none of us really were looking that direction, and now it's pretty clear that they can't unwrite that one. Um, so, so I love the fact that we've actually got ourselves a little more leverage in the, in the seed game, uh, but also... As, you, as many people have noticed, with large-scale hemp production being, you know, prevalent now in a bunch of states and about to open up in more, including here in Puerto Rico and some of these other places that are 
near the equator that are able to produce, you know, four crops a year. And yeah, there's going to be some interesting changes. Also, the I think the key is that when people become used to seeing this plant, at a certain point, they're going to realize, like, what the hell were we worried about? Absolutely nothing. All it's doing right. is creating jobs and, and, and helping out people's grandparents and uncles and aunts and kids and you know what I mean? Because that's, that's the key where the legalization in California for Prop 215 was really focused on helping out AIDS patients in the beginning, you know, and that was the kind of guy, kind of, you know, men and women that you couldn't really, you know, feel like you needed to persecute, right? right. So they, they were, you know, just, and now with the, the next wave where we're able to help people who not on death's door, but maybe have just a chronic pain situation or have an issue with, uh, you know, epilepsy in their family or something like that. We're now able to help them. And once you help out a kid or a relative, many people change their mind quickly, you know, and I've noticed it now everywhere I travel is CBD products and it's just like normal things. So yeah, we're in a really good space. And I have to say that, you know, I've been saying it for a while that, once they do let it, once they do let it happen, like they did, like they are, we're going to prove them so wrong in so many ways, and people are going to quickly wonder what else have they been lying about? You know what I mean? So, so having said all that, as my longest intro I think I've ever done, yeah. <laughs> um, we have four, we have four guests on the show. Uh, we'll see if they all can make it. This is a that would be a, an amazing feat on the Adam Dunn show, and on the fact that I'm not even in the studio. Um, we've got Jesse Lopez coming in in a little bit. I'm going to do some, basically going to do some commercials quickly and then have Jesse jump in right away. We're going to have Veronica Carpio calling in in about 30 minutes. And then we're going to get in touch with Steve Sarich, who's out in Thailand, who's a lawyer out of uh, Oregon, who's uh, very concerned about the situation, which I really want people to see the, the multiple sides of what's going on. Um, and then we're going to have Richard Rose, who's uh, a pioneer in the hemp game and who's brought out many products. I mean, he, he, him and I, we were uh, doing hemp products back. I mean, he, he came over to Holland for cannabis cups from the early 90s. And he was years and years and years ahead of everybody as far as hemp food-based products. And so, you know, at that time, none of us were thinking CBD. We were all just thinking, you know, Nutritional hemp products is what he was focused on, and he made um, hemparella, which was a hemp cheese substitute. He had hemp ice cream. He had, he had pretty much every, like, uh, savory, sweets. He had covered all bases. Um, and, again, like, he was so far ahead of his of his uh, time that, you know, it, it's like I think now he's really looking at this like, wow, people if people only knew. So we're going to give him a chance to get on and talk about, obviously, you know, a little bit about what he's done, but also his opinions of the future because these are the kind of people that have seen it all you know what i mean and, and again with the good comes the bad and we have to get ready for it all but i think overall i'm pretty damn happy and i think everybody in the industry or people who are cannabis friendly or hemp friendly are celebrating which is why we didn't do a show last week because it was like right on the moment and it took me about a week to kind of settle down and think like, hmm, maybe we should try to concentrate on the other aspects because, you know, as we know, it's going to change quick. So, MTI, now, I'm not, I'm not even watching my own show, of course, because I'm too, I'm too embarrassed to have a studio there. And you know what? But, I'm, not, I'm not even going to pull them up on the internet because 
Just the internet is so precarious here, so I will read them off to you, though. We'll start off with New Millennium. Okay. There you go, New Millennium. Uh, these guys are coming on the show soon, too, because they have been crushing the game in the last year and a half or so. I mean, they've been around for a few more years than that, but in the last year and a half, I've really noticed this company blowing up. Uh, big big operations are using them and having great results. Um, our friend uh, Gabe out on the East Coast has been killing it, like some of the biggest yields I've seen. But not only yield, you, you get flavors with these, with these uh, products. And uh, also, it's just very smart the way they put them together. It's uh, using the least amount to get the most results. Um, super cost-efficient. So if you're running a large system or even a small system, you should check into them and see where they can help you out. You go to newmillenniumnutrients.com uh, to check out the website. You can also have a uh, calculator on there for how much product you might need. They've also got store finders, all, all the basic things that you'd expect. But the, the thing is, these guys are uh, the main guy who runs it, who's, who's doing the formulations for them. He has been around since day one here in the industry uh, and putting you know, some of the most impressive products out there from a grower's point of view. If you're growing for a long time, you may remember Bud Blood. That was one of the things he put out as, I think, the first real uh, bloom booster that was put on the market that actually, you know, really worked. Uh, but also, uh, we'll get uh, Jaron and we'll get uh, Cole on the show soon because they've got, again, a few new products coming out. Uh, but if you want to try just one or two from them, you should check out their Decision. You should check out their Winter Frost or their... Uh, or their ruby fulvic, ruby fulvic, I can't even say the word fulvic anymore, sorry, not allowed to, but check out their products, uh, again, online at newmillenniumnutrients.com. As always, use, use the uh, done deal code on all these products uh, that we run through. Even if they don't know, they're going to know when you say done deal, so check that one out. Right. And, of course, our buddies over at Incredibles, uh, we definitely need to get them on the show because I'm feeling like we've had a, we, 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 it's been too long, right? There's a yes. lot of products. They have a whole plethora of new products. Super tight website. You can go to iloveincredibles.com. Check that out. You can see the different uh, product lines, everything from uh, wellness products, edibles. Uh, you can hit the, you can hit up the right dispensary. You can pick up uh, some of their pens, which are the best on the market, in my opinion, especially in Colorado. Um, you can also, if you're really feeling like you want to get in this deep, you can go buy an incredible extractor and do it yourself. That's the, everything is possible in this world as long as you uh, work with people that have the skill set like the guys over at Incredibles. So it's iloveincredibles.com, same deal, done deal. Obviously, it's kind of hard because there's thousands of places that sell Incredibles, so they yeah. haven't really got the done deal at all. But you know what? Fuck it. Try it. You might work. Yeah, who knows? You say you heard about it on the NFL, and you may... And I guarantee, I wouldn't say man, you will get special treatment because that's just the way it is. Yeah. Around the dusty, right? It is. Um, and the next on our list, we have Build a Soil. Yep. Um, Jeremy is uh, responsible for bringing so many people into the fold of uh, regenerative and uh, growing closed loop systems, no till, all these. Forward-thinking ways of growing are available through his company, buildasoil.com. They're out in uh, Montrose on the Western Slope. They have uh, been literally, like I said, helping out people to break the, the cycle of, of having to use bottled newts, which, you know, 
as a grower, it's a lot easier. It's very easy to go down to a grow shop, pick up something, slap it in, and get something. But it's a lot more satisfying when you know that what you did was build the soil from the bottom to the top. And by doing that, you uh, you know you you create uh, products which you personally feel obviously uh, you're able to smoke and, and consume wholeheartedly without any issues. No PGRs, none of this other shortcuts which so many people seem to do. Um, and again, it's like you're pushing, you're basically pushing everything uphill for just a short amount of time. And once it gets over that tipping point, smooth sailing from that point on, because, uh, when you grow like, when you grow organically like that, you, you eliminate so much work for yourself because in the end of the day, the soil is doing the work for you and that's the way it should be. So go to buildasoil.com or go to 855-877-SOIL if you want to pick up uh, a phone and actually talk to a person. Those are crazy days out there, but... Sometimes the internet isn't the only way. You might, you might actually want to talk to somebody. And uh, WallaceWild.com. What? Wallet. Speaking of soil and speaking of, of pushing things up to like uh, smooth sailing, if you need any help with your rhizosphere, you need to talk to Mr. Ron Wallace over at WallaceWild.com. He is the master of, of soil and the master of well, he's he's a pumpkin master to be quite honest, but he can grow anything 10 pound tomatoes no problem you know 2,000 pound pumpkins eh, piece of cake right uh but it all comes down to the soil and it all comes down to soil science and this guy really understands it and uh he's super glad to share it with you if you need any mycorrhizal products that's your guy right there um again if you say don't deal he'll know right away that he needs to beef up your box a little bit more for you and help you out uh, and again, you can call him direct. I don't think I have a number direct for him, but if you look him up online at wallacewild.com, there is a contact number there. Mm-hmm. He's a small family run, uh, business, which is great to support. You know, you know, you're helping him out when you, when you order direct. And, uh, again, the best quality sourced, uh, mycorrhizal products and root, root based products for the rhizosphere. So give him a shout and shout the done deal. Cause that'll help. I guarantee. And we have. The next on the list, Green Farms Co. Oh, see that's the thing because I'm always like I'm always like there's one that's missing out on me. Green mm-hmm. Farms Co. One of our latest sponsors. These guys, uh, if you're in the Colorado Springs area and you have a medical card, you need to swing down to their store and check out their also completely no-till, uh, organically grown, 100% clean medicine that they have in their shop. You can also go to their grow shop up in uh, Louisville, which is uh, near Boulder, and pick up uh, a wide range of organic products and their own in-house, their own in-house lines, which is Buffalo, um, the Rasta Rooster, and the Rasta Worm products. Uh, again, if you need any information, they're a great source of it. And also, you know, they're, they're pushing the envelope on education and trying to really help people understand why they need to uh, be concerned about, you know, again, PGRs and all these things that we, we, we just don't need in the, in the cannabis world. So give them a shout at, uh, or check them out, I should say, at greenfarms.co. And, uh, again, when you roll into that store, you say, I want a, I need a done deal. And if you order anything online, you need a done deal. And if you go into, their, if you go into the either the grow shop or the uh, dispensary, throw that done deal down. And hopefully they know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> 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 you know, real stupid, right? 
hell are you talking about, Doug Deals? No, but it's uh, it's uh, a great company with great people. You should uh, help support them. And not last but not least, mm-hmm. Seeds Seed. Here Now. Yep. Seeds Here Now. Seeds Here Now. These guys are your single source for the best in genetics. You can. They also have a guarantee, which most people don't. Uh, they guarantee the quality. They guarantee the germination. They guarantee pretty much everything. You don't like it, you just give them a shout and tell them what was the deal. Uh, and, and at that point in time, you may have to throw you may have to throw the done deal down to really get to really get some action. But no, not really. They're 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 one hundred percent supportive. Uh, one of the best groups out there. You'll see them at every show, pretty much that you you know, any any cannabis related show. They're there, and if they are, you pretty much walk up and you say, "You got seeds? Are they here? Is it now? I need them now!" And you will get them. Uh, SeedsHereNow.com, and also uh, you can also hit up their other, you can either go through the Seeds Here Now site and click on the link for the uh, Seedaholics, or you can just go direct to Seedaholics.com and check out their uh, auction site that they put out, and they also have uh, lost packs and last packs and all sorts of stuff that, as a collector, you may want to check out before you, you go straight and buy the new stuff, because sometimes, sometimes they have some amazing deals in there. And uh, James, who runs it, is a super stand-up guy, so if you ever need anything, you know you're going to get the, the best treatment, which is really what all we're trying to do in this industry is, is to help uh, each other out, lift, you know, lift each other up, right? That's the way we do. And uh, Seedger Now is that kind of a company, so take a look at them. If they might, You never know. James might even call in and a while and give us an update and tell us what the hell is going on because nice. our, our Internet is so slow. If we tried to pull up the specials <laughs> to announce it to you, <laughs> we'd probably... This whole, this whole, this whole thing might just collapse. So, check out James. Check out uh, what he's here now, and get yourself some cheese here now. Why not? And of course, my boys over in Barcelona. Uh, there's a big announcement from there too. Uh, we have been told that we have the, the, the green light to do ADS, ADSI Barcelona edition. So, anybody listening who wants to get involved, this will be during. Uh, Spanibus. So take a look at the dates on Spanibus. I believe it's in mid-March. Uh, so you have literally three and a half months to get shit together to get involved in ADSI. Obviously, it ain't, it ain't the easiest one to get to because you have to get to Barcelona for it. But if you are listening to the show and you're in Europe, you got one. You got a you got an advantage right there. But if not, uh, start saving your ducats and get get ready for, and get a ticket because it's a great show. Uh, Spanibus, it's amazing. It's been around uh, for quite a while. It's one of the largest and impressive. And it's pretty much like, you know, any excuse to go to Barcelona, right? I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to go there? And on top of that, get a chance to meet some of the best growers. Um, and we're going to be doing the show with cooperation of Treasure. Everybody who comes for the ADSI will get free membership. And uh, again, MTI is going to be there. Oh, yeah. Aren't you excited? Oh, yeah. Officially buying tickets really soon. So he's going to be coming. KTI, well, KTI, MTI, and myself, and, and uh, QC will be there. So we're going to be all four of us what day rolling is in. Mixing. You'll have to look it up yourself. I think it's March 14th, but it okay. could be early. I think it could be the night. Just, just look up Spanibus. I literally just found this out this morning, so I, I haven't even had a chance to put it all together, but it's in, like I said, it's an amazing event. 
and I'm proud to bring ADSI there. Show them how we do it, which is, if you're not familiar with ADSI, it's a one-day event. You can bring uh, a few ounces, just two ounces a week, um, a half ounce of of, uh, of uh, concentrate, but that we won't even have that as a category. You just have to give that to me. <laughs> That's just pretty much the way it goes. Like, oh, yeah, thanks. No, it's only Bud. We only do Bud, and it's head-to-head. And there is no categories. And that, that's what I think makes it unique is that we're not trying to, you know, have 57 different awards and make everybody, everyone gets an award and everyone's happy. No, 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 no. Everybody mm-hmm. enters, one person wins. That's the way it goes down. There may even be a cash prize this year because of the expenses that people have taken. I think I might even throw in a couple grand cash prize just to make it so anybody who did buy a ticket there, you if you win, you, you know, it's a free trip to fucking Barcelona. How's that work? How's that for a deal? So, uh, I'm announcing it right now, cash prizes this year, first time ever, ADSI. Just to sweeten that pot. Um, if you're in Rhode Island, by the way, this weekend is uh, Cannabis All-Stars, which I'm going to miss because I am here in Puerto Rico. I should say it like, I could like Trump now, of course. Puerto Rico. That's funny. Yes. Now, it's a beautiful place. Um, I've been, uh, been here for about a week now. There is a medical program here, which is interesting to see. So, you know, even though we're in the Caribbean, it's awesome to see, uh, you know, organized organized chaos, as you might want to call it. But it seems a pretty decent cannabis since I've been here. Uh, obviously, you know, not as good as I am. <laughs> 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 no, but no, there's been, been some beautiful stuff. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that. I think next week I'm going to be here still. It'll be my last day here or second to last day here. So... Okay. Next week, though, we do have a full studio of people from MTI, so he will not be alone. Oh, wow. We're going to have guys from a company called TKO coming in from Florida who are CBD, uh, smokable CBD guys, and so they have some, some they're going to bring in some of their CBD flowers for MTI to check out. So we will have a much more interactive show next week, I guarantee you. Um, but hey, you know, bringing the show to everybody is what I want to do anyway, and I like to do it. Some, some quality. I don't know. I can't really say it's high quality because it's high, that's for sure. I don't know about the quality, but <laughs> definitely high. Uh, but in general, you know, it's uh, it, it made me sad to miss the show the last two weeks. I know I had a bunch of people hit me up like, man, I'm getting, I'm jonesing over here. And so we're here today to help you not jones too bad. And on that note, I know Jesse Lopez is listening, so he can call. He can just pop off his mute button whenever he feels like it and join the conversation. But uh, I want to start with him and talk a little bit about all the fucking amazing things that are happening right now uh, in the hip, in the hip sphere. So if Jesse's listening, well, I am here. Oh, hey everybody, how, how you doing? You were that was very smooth. How you did that? It didn't even, wasn't even like no rings, no nothing, no clicks. Yeah, so yeah. Just, no, I've been. Uh, been listening in and exciting times, you know what I mean? We got a lot going on, as you were kind of uh, touching on. Puerto Rico's a huge opportunity for uh, that economy to rebuild themselves and get themselves out of some debt that uh, we haven't, as the U.S., helped them out of. So uh, it's a huge opportunity for them alone, and then some of us guys get some of those uh, little dippies of the pie. So how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah, on that note, it's, it, is, it is a really interesting time here because uh, we were... I went to Rincon, which is on the West Coast, and, uh, you know, I went into a, a restaurant there and was talking to the lady in the place, and it was like, 
you know when you know when you're it's like when you throw a party and no one shows up and then you're like you go to the guy who's who's a have who's throwing the party or there's like ten people you're like I really like this there's a lot of room man you can kind of relax it was like it was like that kind of situation where I was like yeah it's really nice and calm down here and mellow he's like dude we're like at twenty percent capacity right now normally this yeah. place would be booming you know because it's Christmas holiday. So I think a lot of people are scared to come to Puerto Rico. They think it's, you know, they just think of the gloom and doom. But it's actually, it's an amazingly, uh, you know, it's recovered amazingly. Obviously, uh, it helps when you're in a tropical place, which, like, things grow like like crazy. And uh, it helps mm-hmm. with the, you know, you still see some buildings that are destroyed and you still see some uh, billboards that have crashed into houses and haven't been repaired. But so much more has been repaired and there's so much brand new stuff because of the fact that that hurricane came through. Um, it's an opportunity for him to really help people, especially when it comes to construction. I'm really excited to yeah, see some hempcrete, hempcrete buildings be done here and some things like that because it's like, yeah, they're literally, you know, ready for it. And there's to, to bring extra income into the, into this uh, country is huge. And also just the knowledge that we're going to bring with, with hemp to this place. Yeah. There is a massive opportunity across the board in so many different uh, communities, not just within Puerto Rico, but, I mean, uh, that hurricane season that happened like this this past time around, uh, Harvey kind of came through on a lot of different parts of the U.S. as well. And so uh, this is a huge opportunity for us to start looking at the beauty of weatherproof housing and uh, hurricane-proof housing. And we've already seen some of the stuff that we've done in the past with the ballistics test and the fireproof testing. Uh, the capability that hemp brings is very uh, strong, and, and we should really start, you know, diving into that, not just in those other areas like Puerto Rico and uh, Haiti and some of the other countries, but also here in the U.S. because it's needed more. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like, especially in the South, I mean, like in, like you said, like in Texas and places like that, that got hit real hard. Um, in general, just like the... Yeah, it's just, it's amazing to watch because now people are finally, it seems like everybody finally is getting over the stigma of cannabis and hemp being so, you know, intertwined as far as their, their, their understanding, you know what I mean? Now they're like, oh, okay, well that's, you know, people, I think CBD, it's funny how CBD really did that. Like CBD is one of those things where, you know, half of us are like, eh, it doesn't really, because we know as a single molecule, it's not really doing everything that people think it's doing. It needs that entourage effect to really work, right? We understand that. Um, you see how a lot of industries are taking advantage of it. I mean, I, I usually what I'll do is I'll grab a bottle of CBD tincture and I'll look at their their you know what they consider a dose, and it's it's sad sometimes because you realize that they make like twelve to fifteen thousand units per per kilo or you know per kilo or something like that, and the, and the effectivity is not there. You know what I mean? So. Um, I think in the next few years, though, people are going to catch, in, you know, kind of figure it out, and we're going to get more into the whole plant. Uh, well, and, and you know that it really touches on one of the points of uh, some of these guys that are out there with the, in the CBD world. You know, we have so many products that are out there, and people are you know trying to figure out if their uh, products actually work or not. And um, there, a lot of these people have put their whole heart into it because something occurred in their life, whether it was, you know, uh, an occurrence of cancer or other ailments, and somehow cannabis came through and worked for them. And now you're seeing time and time again where these people are divulging all of their money uh, and investing 
investing into this plan. And, you know, like you said, guys like you and I, we, we realize full spectrum is the way to go. But some of these other people are really pushing their CBD products. And then you hear of all these guys that are out there that are trying to broker it. And when they talk about these massive thousand kilo units, and you just hit the nail on the head, these people are producing thousands of units per kilo. Where would you hold that much amount of mass-produced product per month. I mean, just the housing alone would cost millions of dollars. So, therefore, like some of these ideas that there's this, you know, unicorn of money out there in the CBD world, it's it's very far-fetched. We should be looking at those potentials, but right now we should really be uh, looking in the, the futuristic potential of hemp. And uh, one of the things that our company uh, is doing with one of our partners out in Germany is we've started 3D printing out of hemp filament the dashboard uh, and cockpit of the actual helicopters and planes for certain Airbus uh, brands. And so now we're in the aviation and aerospace industry putting hemp out into uh, travel and in, into places where we're decreasing the costs of uh, these products because hemp filament's a lot cheaper than having it, you know, uh, put together with fiberglass, with labor, and, and all the other, you know, tactics that used to work. And so we're really revolutionizing different industries and becoming a disruptor because this plant has a capability of really influencing different additives. You know, we've been, I mean, we're kind of lucky, too, because the one thing about hemp that I've always noticed when working with it is it's almost like it's always too good quality-wise, you know what I mean, for the applications that you're using it for. So, like, a lot of times, uh, you know, like, take paper, for example. If you take paper, you take hemp paper and compare it to, like, paper made from straw or paper made from some other other wood, wood pulp paper, it's like, you know, document quality versus sticky notes, you know? It's like there's a huge difference there. Yeah, absolutely. And so, absolutely. And, and so um, knowing that... You can. It's, it's very easy to, to scale it down. It's hard to scale it, or not scale, but it's hard. It's easier to like thin it. You know what I mean? Like take some. So I, mm-hmm. that's what I get. Is a lot of times when people say like, "Yeah, but why are your clothes only fifty five percent hemp, not a hundred percent?" Well, the problem is hundred percent hemp is almost, is too good. Almost like it's like it's it's like yeah. it, it's like making a wedding. You make a wedding dress out of hundred percent hemp if it's done right. You yeah. know what I mean? That's all Japanese. Uh, wedding dresses are ma- are made from 100% hemp. You know what I mean. From it, so it's like you take that into uh, into account where you're like, okay, so we're we're talking about like the highest quality material. Now it's just figuring out the right way to use it. So in a helicopter, where I bet I bet that the dashboard is not cheap. <laughs> I can't imagine it's a uh, absolutely not you know, a cheap product. So you by by producing it with something that is high quality, such as hemp uh, filament plastic. You you know you you create a it, it makes sense you know what I mean at the end of the day and I'm sure there's something it, it, it probably says something about the lightness of it too right the strength and the lightness and and all yeah of the that. durability is it's what really altered uh, the decision making on a lot of the the decision makers for the industry in itself because at first when we started entering into that industry uh, I go in there with my suit and tie everybody kind of knows me in the industry that, that knows what I do um, but when I walk into the you know halls of Congress and, and to the places like the US uh, Department of Commerce I'm sporting my little golden hemp button and people will come up to me and, and start the conversation uh, when we first started talking to people about the 
idea of it. They were like, yeah, right. And, you know, it's not like a basic hemp filament. You can't just go on to, like, eBay and buy the hemp filament that they have there and start printing it out. Um, we had to figure out different composites that were proprietary to exactly what we needed to spec, the, the weight, um, the size. You also have to put, you know, uh, bolts and drill holes inside of these things. So the durability, like you were touching on, has to be equivalent to or better. And we've actually started to produce them better. Now, the difference is um, it is cheaper, actually, to hire a guy and make him work for a day and put together a piece of, uh, you know, fiberglass over fiberglass over fiberglass and make the, the current panels that they have in there. Um, but in due time, if we were to have 10 to 12 to 13 of the machines working, then we now have changed that uh, whole scope. These are products that are still in beta testing. We're still running some of these operations. The, the, the planes that have them, unfortunately aren't the big scale massive air buses that you know fly people around the world we're still talking about the cessna size uh aircraft but you're absolutely correct to uh say that they are that durable and now we're looking at the potential of other things you know you were talking about the fabric side of it once we did that we were talking about having the capability of redesigning the seats and the fabric for the seats as well and we haven't gotten the contract for it but we have the eyebrow raised where they're starting to see this plant could be really used across the board and that'd be amazing right to see hemp seats on an on a airline um yeah. So, so the hoodlam ones, you know what I mean? Yeah, the day that the day that um, the bill was signed, we, we we chatted for a minute, and you basically told me that you uh, were literally just on the phone with Mitch McConnell, like before before we talked. So, can you give me a little bit of like what you're allowed to say, what you're not allowed to say? But just give me a little bit of a scenario because the thing about Mitch, which I kind of like, you know, it's it's sad because I have a hard time trusting any Republicans, or I have a hard time trusting anybody who's been so difficult on other angles but all of a sudden here he is like championing championing uh hemp which is weird to me because to me and i said it i think to you when we talked on the phone that now i'm really suspicious that something's going on you know what i mean because when when when, whenever something positive like that happens it always feels like there's a a, it's like a pendulum swing you know and there's something coming back at you. you did you get any inkling of that or is there anything you can share with us of like you know, we, we're still finishing up everything with it. The, the law was signed, and as you said, the orange ring of ting, uh, put the, the, the pen on the ink, but in the same week as him doing two of the biggest uh, bills probably ever in, in reported history, A being the Farm Bill, second being the Bipartisan uh, Prison Reform Act, um, he then shut the government down. So earlier today at uh, 7 o'clock my time, uh, 9 a.m. the East Coast time, I was supposed to be on the phone with somebody from the U.S. Department of Commerce so that we could start setting up the trade routes and uh, start figuring out how is somebody, you know, in a portable unit on the, the way station on the side of Interstate 8 supposed to figure out if this is marijuana or hemp. And so we're starting to develop those things. But unfortunately, the people who are in charge of that division don't have a job currently because of the government shutdown. So um, we I don't feel like the kickback that you're afraid of is still out there for multiple reasons. A lot of the guys are actually abandoning their posts. McConnell's not going to be around for another six years. Uh, he's 
more than likely going to retire before his next term ends. And it's for his right. He's old enough. Um, he sees it passing the torch to the younger guys who do see the potential in this. And for the most part, the younger Republican class is looking at the CBD element and these massive amounts of money that they're going to make off CBD. And so um, that fixation is kind of, like you said, what really sparked the intrigue with hemp. Now that they're finding out that we've been doing so many different research projects. I mean, you been involved with hemp in different projects. Uh, me and I, you and I combined have been at different things. We had to sign NDAs and watch people do their little crafty stuff. And so uh, we're now at a point where they're realizing like, oh crap, these guys have the bulk of all this stuff. And that's the actual advancement of the industry. It's no longer just the ideology of the CBD and medicinal quality. We're now looking at, like I said, with the, the 3D printing, we're not just doing that. We also 3D print the floor panels for, uh, you know, in your house or an office, and we can now snap them together the same way that a, a wood floor panel that you would get from a Home Depot or a Lowe's does. And now it's made out of 3D hemp composites. It's non, it's carbon neutral, so you don't have to worry about that. And also, with wood, it contracts and expands as the moisture and humidity builds up. Those things don't happen anymore with these types of temp composites. So they're starting to see that there's true potential in redesigning and redeveloping existing markets and that it's no longer the threat of, oh, no, it's going to come in here, but how can it help us fix what we've ruined? The carbon credits that are going to be available for large-scale corporations that want to jump onto hemp pilot projects are going to be massive. So there's an opportunity here for some of the big bad names that we don't like so much to come in and kind of bow to us and say, hey, we can't beat you, we're here to join you, and this is what we would like to do with it. We get to pick and choose at that time if we're wanting to work with them. But no, I don't feel that the government's going to come in and kind of take it back from us. I think they're really seeing that with North America uh, combined legalizing within a four-month time frame, we had Canada go after it, Mexico go after it. Now with the, the prohibition lifting of, of hemp, we now have an entire North America that has a variation of cannabis that's legal. So they're just kind of rolling with the punches and dropping their guard of what they used to use as ammunition. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how much, uh, like, CO2 sequestering is done in the hemp industry in the next couple of years, too, because, I mean, the fact that the carbon footprint was such a major issue at, at one point in time, and now Trump has literally just fucked it all up, and, and, and yeah. it seems like nobody's, nobody's really, if you're either believing it or, or contributing to to, you know, preventing any more fucking, uh, you know, ex extra CO2 emissions. It seems like now I think we're going to get this. We, this might help get people back into the fold because when I explain to people how hempcrete works and the fact that, you know, every day it is pulling more CO2 out of the air, it's just like it, it boggles people's minds. You know what I mean? Um, it's a filter in itself as a building material. And, and like what we were right. just talking about, those floor panels, that's one of the properties that it also does. It literally withdraws the carbon from the air. Uh, the paints that we live around get heated up by the light bulbs and heaters and space heaters that we have in our houses and uh, the fabrics. Everything just kind of builds up and cooks off, and that's the stuff we're eating and uh, breathing in. And now we have the ability to have a building material, whether it's hemp solation, hemp carpet, or even hempcrete, pulling those uh, negative ions out of the air and, and just giving us a better quality of life. Right. And it, it's just, like, and again, it's like... Uh 
it's interesting to see because, like, for instance, China is building these gigantic uh, CO2 uh, towers, which just trap massive amounts of CO2, um, and, and they, because they have to, because they've, they've, you know, pretty much destroyed their own their own environment. Um, and here we are in America, rolling back all of the things that were there to protect us. And so, at the end of the day, you know, I think Jack might be right again. <laughs> like, one thing that can save this planet is him. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like. And we're actually now, and it wouldn't have been like that if we had just let things, if we had, you know, uh, not completely sabotaged ourselves. But now the fact that we're, we're at this point where we're, we're actually, you know, at the mercy, at the mercy of, of, uh, of this, of the, of the way people use things that I think at the end of the day, we're going to end up focusing more on hemp as a, as a way to, to reverse this. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many different components Uh, when when you're talking about the carbon sequestration uh, alone. Like we look at different buildings that uh, are in the downtown areas of all these different cities, and it's gorgeous to look at. But at the same time, those buildings are baking off and and literally putting back uh, uh, that carbon out into the city as well as whatever's on the tint and everything into the inside of those buildings as well. And um, there's different types of uh, blends of actual composite plastic that are transparent, and we can utilize those. They're thicker and they're more efficient than a lot of the glass. Uh, we don't have the capability to test them right now against a plane crashing and uh, some of the other requirements that are uh, mandates for certain states and cities currently. But as for small rural areas and other facilities that may require that, we can start to establish that data and then build those things out. And in due time, hopefully change out the actual glass to a plexiglass that is made from a hemp composite. Um, And then, just like you said, that decreases the potential for those carbons within the city area. Uh, There's a lot of different projects that we've worked on that can help with the city, the probation teams and other groups to work on like locally owned farms by the county so that those farms can benefit parts of the county that lack. And that's the way the, the country actually used to run things. And by having that ideology and bringing it back, we can really uh, put some of those really low budget communities and counties back into uh, some of the green instead of the red year after year. Right, and, and you know the thing is, it's a, uh, you know, it's it's a brave new world that we're in, and I think people are now finally able to accept uh, a different strategy. The hardest part is going to be to change, like when it comes to the building, it's the building codes, it's the things like that that are are so set in their ways. And the problem is that there's a lot of those things are are designed to uh, for people to make, you know, some people to make more profits than others, but really, like you'll you'll be taking away their 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 little deals that they've already had for years. So it's going to take a few cycles to get people, I think, to get to that point. But I feel like um, it seems like it seems, America especially seems like they're, they're finally accepting the fact that we need to be uh, more eco-minded, more plant-based as a society to actually, you know, survive in this, in this, uh, this niche yeah. that we've, we've created for ourselves. Um, so I know Veronica's actually listening in and, uh, she, she's 
wholly impressed by you, actually. She, at first, she was like, Jesse who? And now she's like, <laughs> I, think, I think I need Jesse. I think I need Jesse at the end of Expo. Are you available at the end of the month to come through for that? Because that would be great to have you. You know what? I, I actually think I'm supposed to be coming out. I have a couple of the companies that I'm partnered with who um, are going to be there. So I thought I might actually be there. So, yeah, yeah, that might be something we can work so when out. She, when, she jumps on it, when she jumps on it a minute, then you just have to make sure you... Uh, you uh, you get the, the proper you get the proper invite from her. So I'm I'm already inviting you, but I know she, she uh, <laughs> message, message me. Well, accept, like, oh, I need I'll here. accept your invite, and then we'll go ahead and, and discuss it with her as well. But yeah, I, I can't wait to have the introduction. Okay, good. Um, so Veronica, if you're listening, it's time to jump on. It is now official. Um, how about MTI? What do you th- what do you think? Are you listening listening in? But I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard any interjections. No, because I'm, I'm here. Yeah, she's here. Oh, I'm you're not... there. Too. Okay, you're. On. I'm here. I'm just you're... waiting for you guys. Nice. I've I've been waiting for this show for like a week now. So since the farm bill got passed. a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, really. Exactly. So we have Veronica Sarvi on on the line. Glad you could see. Glad we uh, we got you here uh, to discuss. The future of hemp, because you are uh, really taking the lead in co- in Colorado as far as you know, getting all these companies under under the Indo Expo uh, hemp sort of flag, and showcasing some of the best of, of what we got. It's interesting to see how Colorado, you know, we took we took the lead, let's say, as far as uh, timing wise, but we also, uh, you know, it, it's, it's now coming to a reality where these things are where we have products. We have, uh, you know, a full range of things. And so give me, give me, give us like a little uh, lowdown on the whole Indo Expo coming up. It's only, what, three weeks away or something like that? It's not, not far away. Yeah, time is like moving faster the older I get. I know this. <clears throat> but before I get into Indo Expo, I do have to say, Jesse, I love everything that you were saying. And, yes, I totally would love to have you at um, the Indo Expo in the Hemp Pavilion area as a hemp speaker on this topic that Absolutely. we were just discussing. So let's Absolutely. talk offline. To yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm totally I've into already, everything you're just saying. I've already gave you a Well, great, great. I've, I've already texted him. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, we, we started our conversation. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Well, go right ahead, Veronica. Okay, so Indo Expo, I just run the hemp side of the show, but that is probably Colorado's biggest cannabis event that has umbrellaed both hemp and um, the MJ side of the cannabis industry here in Colorado under one roof. Um, it is on the it is the last weekend of, of January every year, the 26th and 27th this year, two-day event. We're expecting ten to 15,000 people, and we have a way bigger area now dedicated to the hemp um, side of the cannabis industry. And on Saturday night, we will have uh, our National Hemp Awards and Product Competition. So basically what that means is that we all get together, enjoy hemp food and hemp wine, and clap for each other and our many accomplishments over the last year. Sweet. And so tell us about, like, last year, some of the winners of the of the categories that you had. Because I, I know uh, we, we were there hanging out, and there was some great stuff, but... Just give me a couple of your favorites. You don't have to give me all of them, but give me some of the, and, and what's happened to them in the last year. Have any of these guys, uh, like, disappeared because of other reasons? Or are they all blowing up? Or what, what, what's the... Uh, 
Yeah, I would say that it was very beneficial for everyone who was there. It's kind of a blur because, you know, it's a long work event for me and I'm running around like a crazy woman. But there was one in particular company like Privy Speech. They won, I think it was three awards. She had an awesome product with like some hemp CBD lube and Mm -hmm. some other amazing products. And she's gotten huge. I remember her specifically because yeah. she hit all she hit all the, the, the spots where people I'm like, Oh that's gonna go it was like it was it was lube and it was was it a hair loss thing she did or something like that? No, was it? Oh my god, the hair that was awesome. And she, yeah, hitting the spot quote unquote is like the perfect word for her. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and literally literally I was like, Oh yeah, you're nailing all of them right now, you know. So what was what was the name of her company? It's Privy Peach. Privy Peach, Kim. Uh, so she's awesome. She's got a, like a lot of publicity. She was on Forbes magazine and all sorts of stuff. So I'm really, really super proud of her because she's a single mom holding it down. So I've got to give props to my, my women out there, my, my single mom friends. There was another group that won that was kind of turned into a very controversial group. It was Cannabis, what was it, um, United, United Cannabis Corporation. They won for, I think it was one or two products. And um, they are actually in a huge litigation right now with another small hemp company for a patent issue um, regarding like a 95% CBD and a product formulation. And so if they prevail on this litigation, they will actually, we will all be required to get permission from them to have 95% CBD in our formulations for our products down the road. So there were some very interesting things that came out of last year, but overall, everyone had a great time, and I expect this year to be much bigger. Yeah, no, it was good to see. And the thing is, it's amazing how quickly things develop, but you know, and everybody's in their own little camps doing their own thing, and so obviously there's going to be some some huge leaps every year with innovation and with just, you know, quality uh, yeah. product lines that people are putting out. How many, how many booths did you have last year, and how many are you expecting this year? Yeah, last year I was so last year we had the hemp hallway, and we were totally packed. It was almost like the highlight of the show, and this show is huge, right? So we were packed. This year we're in a new area. It's called the Hemp Pavilion. Um, so we have at least room for I think it's like ninety six or a hundred vendors. Um, and then on Saturday night we'll roll over into the Hemp Awards and product competition. So it's right. kind of all in another area now that allows for much more capacity since the fire chief shut us down last year. <laughs> Cause we had I don't remember people. that was a little bit of a, getting <laughs> in with the, yeah, I remember last year, got there, it was like, wow, there's so many people. And then you got inside and you're like, Hey, everyone's outside. And we're like, yep. We're not allowing anybody until, uh, we get it figured out. Yeah. yeah. The usual hiccups of any expo, I guess. All right. So that's hemp expo. Now let's, let's get into some of the, I mean, the one thing I could say is definitely uh, when it comes to hemp, you, you are definitely one of the people out there who is at least questioning the, you know, the situation before when everybody else is celebrating before it's even been, been announced. I, you know, I read yeah. your posts and I, I know you're, you're there to protect the, the hempsters out there that are maybe sometimes, mm-hmm you know, too easily convinced that things are just so great when, when, you know, it's, this is what I wanted to do on the show is I wanted to touch on, on the good and the bad, the ugly, because it's, uh, it is all of the above because the industry is, you know, focused. It's, it's, 
we were hyper focused on cannabis for so long that now yeah it shifted from cannabis to just cash, just the money. They don't really care about um, a lot of people don't care about the final thing. They're just looking at the money. So you know, I think anybody yeah. who's like got a friend or or is a broker or is kind of like you know, it's bro- like isolate brokers to me are like a, like a dirty word now because you just oh. know. You just know that like, you, you, you hear the conversation for two seconds and you're already like a sword <laughs> away from your ear because you're like, how many thousands yep. of kilos do you want? And when do you want them? Per week, per month. Exactly. Right. And, and, and so I think we're all, um, you know, turned off by the fact that people have just jumped in thinking like this is the cash cow that it's going to, you know, save the day. But the reality is... yeah. Uh, I've had I've literally had people send me requests which if they didn't understand that that's all the CBD that's ever going to be produced in the entire country in one week. You know what I mean? That they want it all. They want it on a week. You know? You're like you can do the math. It's only hundred thousand acres. You know? And there, I don't even think there was a hundred thousand acres grown last year. But if you if there was a hundred thousand acres, the amount that is required that people are eighty two thousand. <laughs> Eighty-two thousand. Exactly. So if you do the math, and you, if every single acre was used for uh, CBD production alone, which it wasn't, and it was all above, right. let's say, ten percent uh, CBD for real, not just ten percent on a COA, it was actually ten percent for real. You still wouldn't it's have enough to produce, you know. So, so I feel like we're, there's a lot of people out there that are, are looking at this as uh, this unlimited thing, but. It's the same as with mm-hmm. hemp material and any, anything you can have, but you have to grow it first, right? So there's, it, can't just, it doesn't just come out of a factory uh, with mixing a couple of chemicals. It literally has to be grown, processed, and, uh, yeah. you know, we're not at that stage yet where we can even produce what people are thinking. And when companies like mm-hmm. Corona and, you know, Constellation and, and, and these bigger companies get involved, it's, 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 uh, it's into a situation where I think, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't see how we can sustain uh, the momentum that we're creating right now. Um, tell me what you think about this this CBD fiasco, in my in my opinion. Well, From, are you asking me? Yeah, just specifically you. Specifically you. Well, I mean, I, I think if right. people, I think if companies like Corona and Pepsi and stuff want to come in, like, great. We would love your monies to back us to push it for like an approval with FDA to allow us to treat it like food or a food additive or herb like Colorado does. Currently we're the only country in the nation or state in the nation that does that. Um, otherwise I think they're partially delusional because they don't know the laws. They're just seeing like the money grab right now with the money tree called hemp. And we've mm-hmm. kind of rode this wave with medical and then rec and now hemp, right? So a lot of people have no clarity on really what is going on. And with the passing of the farm bill, um, with the hemp language specifically, I think that a number of people were like, so many people were excited, but then they were severely disappointed when they realized that CBD was not all of a sudden legal for human use and consumption. So Mm -hmm. companies like Corona, especially, that would never get a federal-approved label for their alcohol using CBD, which is now considered a drug, you know, it's it's a little crazy. Um, But do we have some hope still left? Because the last thing in Pandora's box when it was opened was hope that came out? Yes. Do we actually accomplish that and actualize that? I'm not sure yet. Well, what do you think? Do you think a company like Corona... 
or Constellation would say, with the amount of lobbyists that they have and the amount of money that they have, you don't think that they're going to be able to push the FDA hard enough to accept this uh, as a as a food additive? Because I, I have a feeling that money talks, you know what I mean? That's how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, so I think FDA has kind of made it clear that they are open to some stuff. And I, I my prediction has always been, after we got to this point, that... FDA will probably give us an allowance. And so it's going to be an over-the-counter allowance, like Tylenol, Advil, or ibuprofen. So we're going to have like a 5 to 25 probably milligram limit for over-the-counter, which still harms the industry. My bigger view of this is that FDA could possibly allow an example like Colorado and what we've done with the hemp foods bill here and how we in-state regulate our hemp products for human consumption and use to be the example, and they turn a blind eye until they, you know, need to come regulate because people are making medical claims or health claims or not adhering to our in-state programs. So I I have hope for the future. I just don't know how it's going to turn out yet. There's a lot of things coming, but right now Colorado is leading the way with what we've done in foresight of what was coming with both GW Pharmaceutical and, and, and the future, well, the current 2018 Farm Bill. Yeah, or maybe they just have to become like cores and have only one factory that makes it in Colorado, only in Colorado, because that's the only place you can do it in Colorado. I mean, who knows? Um, right. It's it's it's. What do you think, Jesse? Well, I, I do honestly think that Veronica touched on it properly with it being now considerably viewed of as open for research and development. Um, you really can't put too much research and development drugs out on the market into a Coca-Cola product or into Maybelline. Um, so to assume that these things are, you know, all factual, we have to kind of take a step back. And what really happened is, uh, these Fortune, uh, 500, Fortune 100 companies were literally seeing the market trends of the stock, uh, penny traders and caught on that there might be some potential in this. Nobody's done any data. Uh, if I, if I want to know right now what the potential for corn is next quarter, there's literally like a, a like a ticker that I can click onto and it'll tell me what the forecasted price projection for edible human consumption corn. And then what also would be considered non-human consumption, which ends up becoming ethanol. So we know Mm -hmm. these markets, even carrots, like every single market out there has Mm -hmm. a forecasted projector. Cannabis does not. Now, uh, when I said the uh, 82,000, that's because like our company actually looks for the agricultural department. We work with them. We help establish a lot of these people. We train them, we, we teach the compliance officers, and then we send them out. And when they go out there, uh, we get to figure out which farms actually work and, and which ones had a good year, which ones sprayed Roundup and didn't have a year at all. So there's a lot of people who got licenses and have a farm that says 100 acres on it, but they're only growing on 63 of those acres. And so yeah. we, we don't have those numbers yet. And until we do, those corporations don't really have the lobbying dollar to make it happen. 
and then build up the farms. What has to happen right now is we need to have farm coalitions in each state that protect each farmer. Uh, we are working with the Farm Bureau Insurance uh, as well as the insurance corporations to start figuring out policies. I lost $2 million off of Hurricane Harvey from our hemp farm in North Carolina, and that's money I'll never make back. And uh, I got four kids. I love my children to death, and that's money that we had to take away because of unfortunate weather, uh, uh, you know, acts of God, as they call them. And that's money that we won't see Futuristically, we will have those uh, potential checks and balances in place, just like the corn, soy, and cotton uh, industries do. Um, and then at that time, those projections maybe will come back and start to see those companies really get into it. But we're going to start seeing more of the GW pharmaceuticals, nutraceutical companies, and other holistic brands pop up before we really start to see. And not like what we're seeing now, like bath bombs and the silly things. And I love, you know, that ladies want to relax in the bath bomb but you know when we really break down the component of what how many gallons of water you have inside of that tub and then like how many particulates there are it, it doesn't equate to making sense on trying to build revenue off of falsely advertised products and veronica you said it those claims we shouldn't be making them right now you know yep for sure yep well that's and that's the thing i think everybody needs to learn i think it's one of the lessons learned quickly in the industry is um you know what you put on your packaging and your labeling is more is is definitely the most uh, is the one that can make or break you. You know what I mean? Like if you uh, like right now with packaging for seeds, it's a perfect opportunity for us to to take it back a little bit by just by putting on it that it's point three percent or less. It's now legal. You know what I mean? And that is really pretty straightforward. But when it comes to the opposite, where it's like you start making claims. You guaranteed or mm-hmm. setting yourself up for failure at that point. So I can tell, you know, anybody that I've seen out there that's been pushing like a medical sort of uh, side mm-hmm. of it all, it's just, it's common sense to say, you know what, until you have this study that can actually prove it and, you, and it's going to cost way more than you ever have as far as a small company goes, uh, you're best off just to keep it real simple and uh, let people figure it out for themselves, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you'll, you'll, hopefully survive. And I think that's the way it's going to be. It's just going to be like the wording is the most important thing, uh, whether your, your product is legal or not, you know, and that's, that's what you do. Well, and, and also we need to start setting up our domestic supply chain. Um, we know of different strains that our group in Barcelona has, uh, been breeding for several years that are like 12 to 14 feet tall that produce a good foot of flour that has both seed as well as the flour for the CBD. And then we have the stock to start selling to the fabric and paper industries. And we really need to start pushing, uh, some of the primitive technologies that came from hemp, like the traditional fabrics and papers and those things, but also, we need to start developing the supply chain for the advanced variations. We've already started to tap into and look at different fiber optics options that can exist through hemp-based products. And so if we can grow this plant nonstop at different variations at different times, like with some of the groups that we're working with in the Indo-Pacific that are on the opposite uh, seasonal changes as we are, then we never have a flow of hemp stopping to this country that will produce a lot 
lot of these projects are the hemp battery that we represent, as well as the hemp solar panels. Those are technological advancements that can run cars, power buildings, power neighborhoods, schools, hospitals. Um, and we are still fixated on the CBD element. And that's what the conversation continually becomes, whether it's at the federal level, the state level, or even within the realms of the, the you know, community itself. And we have to start to really point at those failures that we've seen. Hey, it's, we've given CBD a long time and cancer still exists, buddy. So in that realm, we need to realize and wake up that there's other components that we're lacking on making that advancement with. And those monies could be jobs, like Adam said, for the people here in the U.S. that I can see every time I travel, somebody looking and needing a job because I get asked all the time if I'm hiring. <laughs> Yeah, and it's uh, it, yeah, it's like uh, these next few years are going to be amazing. But it's like I think the same problem that they had with, and I said this before, like it's so strange. Like cannabis became legal before hemp, and it's only because it's shinier. You know what I mean? It's more. It's got more of a like. It's got more of a like. Ooh, oh, cannabis. People are excited about that. It's like the tip. I always explain to people, it's literally the tip of the spear. And so it's shining, it's like it's glistening in the sun or whatever, and you're, if you pay attention to that, you're, you're going to get fucked because the rest of the sphere is what actually gets you, you know what I mean? And so now we're doing the same thing with CBD, we're like, it's all of the CBD, it's like it's worth so much money, and it's like, when you look at the plant as a whole, you're looking at one, you're looking at the gland on the plant, you're not looking at the plant itself, you know, the plant is the, is the meat of the, of, the, of the thing, it's where all the, it's where all the weight, like when you start talking weight, like, tons and you know like how many tons per acre are we talking about it's not the cbd the cbd or the thc or any of those things those are like hundreds of you know hundreds of pounds per acre or maybe a bit more but not much you know i mean a thousand pounds per acre but the rest is 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 the actual tonnage you know what i mean and so when we get to that part i think it's going to wake up the bigger industry people who really understand how things work and when it comes to construction for hempcrete or when it comes to, you know, uh, pelletizing the, the biomass for fuel factories or things like that, then all of a sudden we're, we're getting into a much even bigger picture because people are amazed that CBD makes so much more money than cannabis now, and I'm not at all because, as you see, cannabis becomes less and less valuable as a whole because there's more and more people growing it and there's more and more place. So it's not it's not as special as it was Obviously, there's special, you know, there's specialties within them, but when it comes to just the amount of uh, actual cannabis being grown now compared to when it was illegal, completely underground, I mean, it's it's amazing. Like to nowadays, when somebody tells you, you know, ten thousand pounds or twenty thousand pounds, it doesn't sound like a lot all of a sudden. Where that would have been like a lifetime supply, mm-hmm. it, you know, when it was illegal. But now we're all so <laughs> jaded, quickly, quickly jaded, where we're like, eh, whatever. How many hundreds of thousands of pounds? Ah, that ain't nothing, you know. Millions. We want to hear millions of pounds now, or else we're not interested, you know. And so it's, it, I find it strange how quickly people adapt. You know what I mean? But it's but it's but I'm excited too when I hear a million pounds of it. I'm like really? But can I can I just interject? Uh huh. So I want to say just for the record, I'm not against like coors or you know, any of those groups as well as like Big Pharma coming to the U.S. and benefiting somehow off CBD and our other cannabinoids derived from hemp. I am against the idea of them not doing it in the benefit of the farmers. The whole objective, like in my opinion here, 
is to help domestic farmers make more than they're making from corn or carrots or soybean or and then or, or potatoes. I don't want to see this become corporate corporately controlled, like in Wisconsin, for example, with their milk industry or dairy industry. There was a lot of people in Wisconsin that were small dairy farmers. They were doing well, and then corporate dairy came in and basically screwed them all. And and now there's a surplus and all sorts of issues. The number one thing that I try to advocate for is that, you know, we all benefit from this opportunity. Um, a lot of complications have now come in place, especially with the farm bill language that has just passed, like drug selling specifically, cannot grow hemp or participate in this opportunity, which is completely discriminatory and unacceptable. There's pay-to-play groups that are spearheading this all for us, which I don't believe is in the benefit of the whole. So I think when we're looking at, like, the bigger picture, we have to figure out, in my opinion, how farmers that are growing corn, carrots, soybeans, potatoes can make more from industrial hemp CBD may be one thing, the stock itself, just like the supply chain that you're talking about, Jesse, that has to be put in place, and it's not there yet. Yeah. We have, like, so much potential from hemp. We only see, like, a few different angles right now because they're the most profitable, but people have been ripped off severely. And some of those groups that have been ripping off people for hundreds of thousands of dollars are still being promoted, which is concerning. Yeah. But as people things out... Well, the biggest problem right now, too, the biggest problem right now, in my opinion, is the source of the genetics for these farmers. Yep. Because yeah, exactly. It's very easy. It's very easy for somebody to come in and say, "Oh yeah, this is going to be fourteen uh, percent mm-hmm. CBD. It's going to have point three or under." And then all of a sudden, their whole farm goes hot, and they lose their entire crop. Yeah. And and the guy, the guy who sold the seeds, unless he gets. Uh, unless he gets uh, compensated some way, shape, or form, he, you know, you know, he, you know, or he gets as a way to litigate against that, because that's the thing is, is smart farmers are are you know making sure they have contracts that are written that 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 guarantee that they're going to have that and they have a, a a way to come back after them. But a lot of these are just sort of you know backyard deals, and, and people are 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 talking about millions and millions of uh, mm-hmm. of seeds with the potential of making a lot of money, but also the potential of ruining somebody if uh, if it's a, if if a egg goes hot or it's not what it says it was. I mean, I've seen a few groups that have so-called feminized seeds that were 30% male. That's not feminized seed at all. That's literally <laughs> just a regular old seed. And exactly. you're coming in expecting that your your 1,000 acres that you grew or your 500 acres that you grew is all feminized. And it's impossible at that point to even consider that you're going to be able to clean it up. You know? um, I think we got yeah, we Sarah on the line too. Okay. Do we have Steve on the line. I'm dialing it up still. It's it looks like it's going through right now. Good morning. Hey. All right, I'll just check in. I thought we had him, but he's coming. So long. He's actually in the. In he's Thailand, he's on now. So we have Steve's here, right? Oh, great. Right, Steve. Steve, Good morning. Are you on? I am here. Hey, Steve. Right. Slowly, now we're a triangular table or a square table. We're square now. We have we're almost at the round table phase. Once we get Richard Rose on, then we have created a circle. <laughs> <laughs> right now, we're we've created a square at the moment. We're four of us. So that's um, so badass. Welcome, Steve. I'm glad you could get it. Thank you. 
it's early where you're you're in Thailand at the moment. Yes, I'm having my first cup of coffee. It's eight twenty three. Beautiful. Well, you're all yeah. So that's great. You'll you can uh, as we're as I'm going to bed, you're getting up. We're all we're all on the same page. Well, well lately, lately with what's been going on, um, with what's been going on, I haven't been getting much sleep because <laughs> I've been talking to everybody in the U.S. So I've had to be normally getting up at four a.m. Now, are you living up there now, or, or are you just done? Um... Yes, I'm, I'm living here. Oh, beautiful! I are hope to never return. Yes, I'm in Chiang. I'm in Chiang Mai. I'm in Chiang Mai, which is uh, the capital of northern northern Thailand. I knew you'd be there because that's the place when I was in Thailand. I was like, "Yeah, this is a spot I could deal with it because it has a the southern southern Thailand is a totally different animal, that's for sure." But uh, it, it's, a, it's a totally different place. Yeah, yeah, oh, well. beautiful spot in uh, Chiang Mai. Um, you got the Mong tribes close by, so you really. Feel, I mean, it's a very hempy place, and I heard that they legalized the uh, small amounts now. Is that is that true? Well, yes, they've, they've legalized medical, and, and I, I think the, the, the most interesting part of it is the fact that uh, the FDA and DEA here in Thailand obviously opposed the legalization of medical, but as soon as they announced medical here, um, foreign pharmaceutical companies, including GW Pharmaceutical, filed, immediately filed 39 patents with the Thai Patent Office trying to stop us from growing uh, medical cannabis here. And wow. so, the, so the parliament, in repudiation of, the, uh, of Big Pharma, passed it 166 to zero on Christmas Day. That's awesome. Did you, did you say against yeah. Big Pharma? Did you say against I'm GW? Sorry? Wait, yes. did you say that uh, again? Did you say are... against GW? Yes, they 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 do not like big pharma here in Thailand. Okay. Uh, they've they've been at odds with big pharma forever here. Matter of fact, there are big pharma drugs that they have used a World Health Organization rule allowing allowing you to produce patented drugs uh, outside of the patent if you felt it was an emergency, and they've exercised that here. So there are drugs, patented USDA, uh, patented FDA drugs being produced here by the government uh, pharmaceutical organization, which produces a lot of drugs, which they feed to um, people who have government uh, insurance. They have very low cost government insurance here. It's very good insurance. And uh, so, but they provide a lot of those, those legend drugs for that, uh, for that insurance. And, uh, and did Something also, we can't do in the U.S. And did they also legalize kratom? I heard also, or are they no. Well, yeah, that's that's I, I that. Yes, I I understand that too. Now, what they haven't done yet, uh, they haven't uh, written rules, um, so we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. But I, quite frankly, I'm I'm really 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 pleased that they haven't written the rules yet, because it gives those of us who kind of have experience in medical, the opportunity to help guide them and not make the same kinds of mistakes uh, and, and avoid the regulatory capture that, that we've gone through in the United States and everywhere else. Yeah, it, this is really interesting, too, because, I mean, Asia is one of those, it's like the last stronghold of uh, non-medical places, because it seems like everywhere else is sort of giving in. So now this is like going to be a set precedent, I'm sure, for some of the other countries in the area. 
Which well, now Malaysia and Indonesia and the rest of them will do the same thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Thailand has always taken pride in being the first with any kind of an innovation. Thailand is the only country in Southeast Asia that was never colonized by the West. So they, they really do not like Western interference uh, in their business. Yeah, it's, a good, it's, a, it's great to see independent places like that actually, uh, you know, taking advantage of, of, a, of a great thing because that's one of the things in Thailand where it was always, I mean, well, in Asia in general, it's like this, when I was there, you know, as much as I wanted to, to venture off and sort of see what was going on, part of me was always saying, well, you know what, just stick to yourself and maybe go to Vietnam or something like that if you want to see some cannabis because it was definitely a strange vibe. And I also went up to Burma for a little bit and it was, you know, you felt the intenseness of it all too, but you knew that, you know, it was, it was a lot in their culture already. So it was, it was, sad to see that they had to kind of repress it almost, you know? Yeah, you want to stay away from Burma. And the, and the, and the, cost, of, uh, the cost of cannabis here is about $320 an ounce. Uh, so all, all of that will change now. And, uh, and, and I'm legal here. As of, as of Christmas Day, I, I, have a, uh, I have a medical authorization from the U.S., and that is good for, for Thailand now. So even tourists uh, will be legal now. Yeah, it, it's a it's a wonderful thing, and I think I think this is an opportunity for one country to show the rest of the world how to actually treat patients when it comes to cannabis. That's crazy because, so I, I, and I think that's what you're going to see. That's crazy because there's not yeah, even it's great uh, time to be here. Yeah, that's crazy because they don't even do yeah. uh, reciprocity between states uh, for the medical I know, cards. I was just about to say the same thing. I was like, it's great. That's a bad that. Is That's an amazing uh, travel advantage, you know, to the other countries where you'd be like, oh, yeah, now we know where I'm going. You know what I mean? Well, and what I'd like to do here, too, is I would like to uh, bring in some U.S. doctors. I have some I've talked to already uh, to start training because one of the big one of the big reasons medical has had such a hard time is the doctors haven't wanted to go along with it because the doctors aren't trained in cannabinoid medicine and doctors don't like to prescribe anything or treat with anything that they don't know anything about. So well, let's bring in some doctors and train doctors here so they know cannabinoid medicine, so they aren't scared to write authorizations and treat their patients. And it's going to be an affordable medicine here, you know, and, and, and that's another good thing. It also gives us the opportunity to create new cannabinoid medicines here that I couldn't make in the U.S. Right. I would have gone to prison for it in the U.S. And here they're encouraging that. They're encouraging research here. Hey, Steve. So, uh, Yes. So I love that you're over there. It sounds gorgeously beautiful. But let me ask you about the things that you have been getting questions on here in the U.S. from people here about the passing of the farm yes. bill in CBD. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about where you stand, if that's okay, Adam, um, about the FDA press release that came out like literally maybe an hour after the president signed the farm bill? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, okay. Let's, let's let's back up a little bit. I'm I'm writing an article on this now. Uh, this really goes back to uh, what I believe was the ten year plan by 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 George Soros and, and Big Pharma. And the only thing that interrupted the ten year plan, you'll notice that they are contending that 
CBD now that now that they have approved Epidilox uh, as, is now a drug ingredient. First of all, I strenuously agree with that, and I think they are in deep quicksand over that one. It is not the same drug. Uh, one is unscheduled and part of a plant that is uh, uh, part of a plant that is completely legal, and the other one, which they chose to extract from marijuana as opposed to hemp simply because they wanted it scheduled to keep other people out of their marketplace, that is not the same drug, according to the, according to the law. Okay, so I don't know how they're... Not, wait, yes. wait, can I stop you really quick? Just because I don't disagree with sure. you. I battled with GW okay. Pharma lobbyists last year here in Colorado, like super corrupt, and a bunch of liars. The question, though, yes. I have for you is that the compound itself is the issue or the compounds themselves, like, right? So FDA is trying to say cannabis-derived compounds. So CBD is not just the only issue we have now. It's CBD, CBG, THCV, all of the plethora. They want big pharma to control because CBD is now yes. a drug. Absolutely, but it's, again, what they had let me tell you what they had planned on doing, because I just kind of figured this one out the other day. Do you know why? They they mentioned both THC and CBD being illegal and not being allowed in food products, okay? But you'll notice they aren't going going after the, the THC in edibles from recreational or medical. You know why? Because they were counting on Sativex getting approved, okay? And that would have contained both THC and CBD. And when it failed FDA trials, that just burst their balloon because uh, then they had to wait for Epidilox to get approved to ban CBD. But the reason they aren't mentioning THC now is because they don't have uh, a drug uh, uh, an FDA-approved drug with THC is an ingredient, so they okay, can't so pull the same, to, the same bullshit. You have, to, you have to forgive me because I didn't ever want to be rude or interrupt you. But if we look at what happened with DEA rescheduling with GW Pharmaceuticals Epidiolex, as you referenced, they not only scheduled it to five for the specific formulation, but they also said 0.2% THC or below, Right. So in the recent FDA press release, it did say CBD and THC as well as cannabinoid derivatives. Um, so does that not say that FDA is taking the position that anything with THC in it as well is considered adulterated, illegal, mislabeled, not allowed as well as CBD? Well, I, 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 certainly that's where they're going. Absolutely that's where they're going. Um, and But... I think, like I said, I think they're in legal quicksand make, trying to make that argument because you cannot say it's the same substance. I don't care if it's the same molecularly. They were the ones who said, this is different than this. Okay, They were the ones who, who made that argument, so they can't really go back now and say it's, it's exactly the same thing. And I, and I think we've got a very good legal case to stop them on that. But that was their plan. That's, the plan is to take over all cannabinoids. And I think what what disturbs me most is all of the people in the CBD industry that 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 are are wishful thinkers that the FDA won't do anything about this. And I just somebody just sent me an article that um, uh, a franchise store from American Shaman has already yeah. re- received a state 
cease and desist order. So I I think you're, I think by, by ignoring a problem, uh, you're, you're, what you're doing is you're stopping people from getting upset and taking action. And I think action needs to be taken right away. I totally agree with you on that. My question to you is, first, what action should be taken? And second, I just need to say that it's not all CBD producers that feel that way, like are, you know, in the dark. Oh, no, like, no, I'm sure it's not. No, yeah. it, it, it certainly, it's certainly not. Um, but some of them definitely have their head in the sand. And oh, I've, I've had people argue. Yeah. Totally um, but I, I think I think what hopefully what's happening right now, hopefully, is that uh, that, that people are going out and hiring uh, some attorneys, somebody somebody besides Courtney Moran and somebody besides Bob Hoban, or uh, uh, some of the others who who I I feel have sold oh, wow. sold the whole cannabis the whole cannabis industry down the river uh, for a long time now. Hopefully, getting some attorneys who know their stuff, and I've offered my assistance um, uh, to any of those attorneys that wants to proceed along those lines. But I think they need to be ready to file on them as soon as they as soon as they do the first enforcement action. They've got to go after them. We need it. We really well, need to try to get a temporary restraining order against them. Let me ask you one last question, and I, I'm so sorry, Adam. Do not be mad at me here. No, I love it. Um, I love it. This, is, this is what roundtables are really about. I want you to get in. Okay, there. perfect. All right, Steve. Let me let me see if I can get you to agree to like come up with a solution that we promote nationwide. So my solution right now: Colorado adopted a hemp foods policy statement before we passed the hemp foods bill in 2018. So I don't know if I have to break all that down, but basically the hemp foods policy is something that everyone can enact in every state immediately, right? Because the state adopts it, bada boom, bada bing, there's a regulatory jurisdiction over it, there's a definition over these hemp products, and there's some requirements, like 0.3% THC or below in a finished product before it goes on the consumer market and free of adulterants. Second, second step is to actually enact through law, through legislative session, a hemp foods bill in each state or as many states as possible because we kind of have a limited, limited window of opportunity before FDA fully acts. I and, agree and, with that. You know, right. So can we, as people who care about the better interests of the whole, with the limited window of opportunity that we have, Start promoting this concept of here. Here's the language right now for a policy statement. Anyone can do this. You don't need a lobbyist. You don't need a lawyer. You can do it right now. Second is go run a legislative bill to enact a hemp foods bill. And then when it comes time to deal with FDA, perhaps they can take, like, they can kind of turn a blind eye and say, okay, this is working in state regulation. This is what it looks like. This is how it's governed. We will only act if there's like hemp claims or I mean uh, health claims or medical claims being made, or if the state can't regulate their own in-state hemp program, hemp foods program. Because we already have language for all this stuff. Can you help me get everyone to adopt it? Well, here's here's the here's the fly in that. Uh, in that ointment, okay. and, and unfor- unfortunately, because one of the reasons I permanently moved out of the United States 
was because I saw GW Pharmaceutical and Joy Beckerman uh, buy off the Washington State Department of Agriculture. Okay, yep. just bought them off. It is now fourteen thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars to get a hemp license, but you can't produce yeah, CBD in Washington State. So uh, you're not going to. You, all right, well, no, it, it, it's it couldn't be more obvious that they're trying to stop hemp from being produced, correct? Um, yep. and, and I can tie and I can tie Joy Beckerman and the HIA directly to that with emails. So uh, yes. I know exactly yes. what happened. Did I, P.S. Just real quick, for the record, did I tell you fuck Joy Beckerman? Sorry, I had to say it. So fuck <laughs> you, Joy. Yeah, Am fuck you, Joy Beckerman. Beckerman. Am I the seventh caller? Did I win tickets to fish at Red Rocks? Ah, there you go. Well, well now so, so the problem, going, going, back, going back to your question, um, the problem is going to be, and, and, and again, um, my, my friend Richard Rose brought this up, well, the states can stop it. Yes, but in fact, what you saw in Kentucky, Tennessee, a lot of places, uh, A, they, they passed pharma-only uh, 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 okay, but because they did that, it, see, the pharmaceutical industry learned several years ago that it's much cheaper, much cheaper to buy off state politicians than it is to buy off congressional politicians. And so uh, it, once they've done that, and when the, farm, when the Farm Bill came out, and I read that it now allowed the states to come up with criminal penalties for whatever they decided, despite the Farm Bill, um, we, we certainly shouldn't have been calling it legalization, hemp legalization. And so now what you're going to see is all of these states that were pulling CBD off the shelves when it was completely legal, now that they can pass new laws and, and point to the FDA's statement that it is now illegal unless it's a pharmaceutical product, you're going to see... You're, you're going you're gonna to see all of those all of those states now passing criminal laws for producing CBD like they will in Washington. I guarantee you, Washington will produce a law making it illegal to produce CBD there or to sell CBD that is not um, that is, is not coming from big pharma because they're all bought off. So okay, that's but the I, 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 mean, I I have I, to have I have I have internal hope. So I think there is still a pathway forward. And I still think that there could be two avenues or paths forward to not restrict access, right, for the consumer market. Because if you look at pharmaceutical side of CBD, there's no tax revenue, there's no employment opportunities, there's no benefit for the farmer. These politicians who right. want to get reelected, they're going to get behind a par par bipartisan bill that makes sense for their, you know, constituents. And that means tax revenue job opportunities and protection for the farmers and consumers and law enforcement can back it. So I have to believe that we have another opportunity right now to try to get FDA to allow us to regulate ourselves in state. And I want you to help me with that. I want us to put out kind of a campaign that says all states enact this right now, policy statement number one, and then move forward with a legislative bill. Because if not, then the U.S. Hemp Roundtable and that pay-to-play group is going to dominate and dictate to us what happens. And I'm not going to let that happen. Well, the Hemp Roundtable and HIA are, are just literally working for the other side. So, um, and, and so, and, and I believe that, I, I firmly believe that their complicity has been bought. So, 
joy is in the joy is in the CBD business uh, with the with Agreed. the fake Dr. Gupta, and um, yeah, and so I think I think what's happened is they have been offered uh, F, some kind of FDA approval okay. on their products in trade for their complicity. Okay, I think I think you ought to go to jail for it. Quite frankly, <laughs> that's about as crooked as you can get. And 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 that kind of that kind of regulatory capture, that kind of crooked government, is exactly why I left the United States. Okay, okay but even though you're in Thailand, here. even even though you're in Thailand right now, are you willing to help me with the exposure and the reach that you have domestically to get this word out that we can do something to counteract their objectives and their agenda? Yeah. I, I, I'm certainly willing to help in, in any way possible to stop this. Um, I, I just think, I, I just think, you know, we, we've got to realize there are going to be states like Washington and California uh, and and possibly Oregon that just aren't going to do that. They are going to go along with whatever George Soros has to say. So just so That's we know, okay. we, have so, Richard on, we have Richard Rose on the line also. Yeah. Richard. Hello. Yeah. Now it's a round. Did table. I win fifth ticket? It's a better round table. It's a, it's a much smoother round table. Richard, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, I know you're in Australia too, so we have a very international uh, situation going on here. I'm in Puerto Rico. He's in Thailand. You're in Australia, and we got Colorado and Nevada, right? So we're we're covering some bases here. Oh, yeah, um, cool. Are you living out there? Or are you just are you, you moved there too? Have you left America also, or what's going on? No, I'm yeah, I'm an expat. I'm here for a while. Don't not you know? We'll see um, how long the uh, government will let me stay. And yeah, right. uh, you know, because they get they uh, a lot of people want to move here, and they show, don't necessarily after want to. They might not let you stay. Anything possible. So just to just to yeah, tell everybody in who Richard is, Richard, uh, like I was saying in the beginning of the show, true pioneer in the industry, uh, been doing uh, hemp-based food products for years, uh, way before anybody even knew what it was, and and now I just want I, I really wanted to get you on the show because I feel like uh, you know you've seen you've seen it from every angle and. Uh, now that now that CBD is becoming the, the prevalent thing, I mean, it wasn't really in our in our uh, in our uh, world before, but now that it's becoming the most prevalent thing, and now that food is an issue, I thought, well, who else should I get on the show? But the, the, the man himself, I wanted to see what your opinions were on this whole on the FDA right, on the FDA's uh, decisions, and then obviously, had, you know, uh, between Steve and you and, and, and Veronica, I feel like we have a very good uh, idea of. People who cannot be fooled, you know what I mean. When when somebody yeah. flashes a shiny object in their eyes, so they they see the bigger picture. So, uh, what what do you, you think? Australia is? Are you down there doing anything uh, beyond? Yeah, just say, well, give us an idea what the hell you're doing down there. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm working on a stealth project down here, as uh, stealth as it can be, being on the Adam Dunn show. And, uh, yes, you're like, you're, like Trump, you're like Trump trying to uh, be stealth right, right. now. <laughs> like, yes, Steel so Team 5. Up, <laughs> this is, um, and, you know, the thing is, people don't realize that uh, the Commissioner Gottlieb gave us a, uh, a huge gift uh, an hour after Trump signed that thing when he said uh, hemp foods were grass, generally recognized as safe. 
because that's something I was pursuing back in like 99 and, and 2000. And, and uh, it took this long for them to finally accept it and admit it. So that was a huge gift. And um, actually, they have a list of uh, ingredients existing before Deshea, which would be October 1994, that they've assembled. They closed comment uh, a year ago. And we're still waiting for that. But I made a, 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 a case, a 24-page case, for the fact that hemp flower products should be included in it. And that would include CBD. So that's an option. There's, it, I think they will end up uh, just targeting big interstate companies that, that don't play by the rules. And they'll leave the, the intrastate stuff alone because they really don't have jurisdiction over it anyway. And that's the basis by which dispensaries in Colorado can say and do what they do without... Uh, FDA bothering them. Hey, Richard, can I can I comment because you and I this is you and I rarely disagree. Okay, we rarely disagree, and, and this is and this is one area where I it's it's not so much disagreement is I believe that uh, like I was commenting about Veronica's plan, I see the states now uh, all of a sudden passing laws in corrupt state legislatures to stop it on a state level. So they don't need to regulate, uh, go after the people on the intrastate level. They're going to count on the state legislatures to do that and state law enforcement to do that. And we just saw that with American Shaman. Yeah, I I totally agree with you, actually. I agree with you. I think that's going to happen at the state level. But I think FDA is going to allow that to help to happen at the state level. And not well, uh, sure. Why not try to shut it down federally, except for for big companies? And I think MLMs have a have a huge um, uh, a huge exposure in all this because their their affiliates are making health claims right and left, and it's just going to uh, they're going to I'm sure they're going to go after the MLMs that are doing that first. Can I? Well, but if they're claiming, if they're go ahead, Bronco. I just want to say like. What you just mentioned, Richard, well, first, let me say, Richard, you're awesome. I totally appreciate you. Everything that you do and you're just, like, wisdom, thank you. Um, back to the MLM. Pleasure. So we, I just want to say for the record that one of the bigger problems with MLMs right now is Hemp Works, W-O-R-X. That is a subsidiary, if I am correct, of Gen Canna. So both these groups are pay-to-play members on the U.S. Hemp Roundtable. Gen Canna, well, HempWorks, actually, I think they just gave $50,000 for their membership to have a voting right. So I just, I just need to point them out because they continue to tell everyone that CBD is legal in all 50 states. They're ruthless when it comes to anyone who is in opposition to them, and Gen Canna is behind that, and there's a whole story about that. So these, we should be aware of these, and here I they are. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I and and again, Joy Beckerman's right in the middle of that. Joy Beckerman has gone to the hemp round table and and essentially destroyed both hemp. They are they are an orphan organization now, aren't they? Yeah. No, it, it was a huge uh, public rebuke of uh, HIA. Did the president of HIA did to uh, to vote hemp, their sister company. Um, uh, a few, like uh, maybe a month and a half ago, when they uh, partnered with HRT for this uh, the standards uh, certification mm-hmm. thing, 
which I'm not sure how Joy or a lobbyist in Kentucky would be able to offer us uh, standards, but uh, there you are. For the record, so I'm what do, what do we do to... U.S. Hemp Authority's guidelines. I believe they're trying to get them adopted by USDA. In addition, I believe that they're trying to become the certified standard for all hemp farmers and processors in the U.S., which I'm totally against. And the pay-to-play members are not going to dictate to us how it goes down, including Joy Beckerman, who has done massive destruction to our industry. And in my final opinion, I say that in the USA, we need to dissolve HIA and all its subchapters because they have done nothing but harm. I, 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 it's I the only way to I have a clean. I couldn't agree more. Start forward. It's the only way to have a clean, we, clean uh, slate for the future. Now, now that it's you know it's off, it's federally legal and it's going to USDA. It's time to just turn into a, a farmer-centric organization, which was, is what uh, the American Hemp mm-hmm. Association is working on doing: being um, mm-hmm. uh, farmer-centric in each state, giving uh, information and, and uh, agronomy information and, and cultivar information, how to do it, using case studies and educating the farmers so they actually can make a success of the crop instead of uh, learning exactly. the hard way. Yeah, no, that is, I mean, that, and then, you know, I think back to what Veronica said at the very beginning, <clears throat> we have a very good opportunity now to uh, to help farmers in America finally, you know, in a, in a real way with, uh, with, a, with a crop that we know is so beneficial both to the soil and both to the, to the end user and, and all of the above, but also to the farmer himself because the farmer, I mean, as we all know, farmers are the ones who get screwed the most throughout history, right? right? There's never been, there's never been a, a class of people that has ever been, uh, you know, used and abused more than farmers. But now, yeah. with, with hemp, this is a really good opportunity for us to actually give back. And, uh, you know, it's, it's it's sad to see that, um, like we were talking about earlier, like people, you know, ripping off farmers by se- selling them things that they're, uh, you know, magical beans that are not magical at all, that actually mm-hmm. put them into, into legal uh, situations where they can lose their entire farm over it, and, and that's not the idea. So I think, yeah, if we can, if we can use this opportunity to actually uh, regulate it in a good way and not in an overbearing way, which is kind of, you know, and, I, and I, the thing I've noticed, too, I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and bash any groups too much, but at the same time, I did see, I saw everybody positioning themselves on the seed format, because I'm a seed guy, of course, and a breeder, so I was like, wait a minute, why are these, you know, when I when I was uh, watching a few years ago, I was seeing, like, there were some real power moves to block anybody from, from supplying seed, and, and, and even, you know, to yeah. the point where it was like, you know, like, wait a minute, this is, that that is really where the, that that's where you can hurt the industry huge, you know, by, by not bringing in the right quality and, uh, you know, uh, having the choice that people have. So, what and not, about not recommending field trials instead of going planting 150 acres. You know, right. nobody said, oh, by the way, maybe plant half an acre of 10 varieties and figure out what you want. Yeah. I've got, a, I've got a question for the, I've got a question for the group. If you were a, if you were a, a CBD hemp farmer right now, would you be ordering seed for 2019? Yes. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's going to be a short. That's going to be the next big shortage right now. Is going to be food quality seeds. And I mean, the key is having stuff because now we actually have a little bit of a track record. We have maybe three 
three, four years of people being able to actually give results and and see what happens because you never know. With that, again, like I, I can, can I comment see. on that? Uh huh. Okay, so not to toot my own horn, but I have to. So I have got certified in 2018 in two different states for my CBD dominant genetics hemp seed cultivars. Huge accomplishment. Maybe the only woman in the whole world that has got certified seed in two different states domestically, right? CBD dominant. Badass. But I can tell you the problem is I'm also a female. I cannot personally continue to grow my stabilized seeds that I wanted to give to farmers all over the different states so they can be successful without a male involved. The the sexism, I hate to say, in the cannabis world is very real. I deal with it all the time. And now, even though I have certified seeds, I still am stuck. I can just throw something in there. If you sell seeds... You're truly sensimilia at this point because you're a female selling female seeds, right? If you could be the only one, no males are required. I'm telling you. Nice one. But yeah, go ahead, continue. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I am more. I am more than happy to help you with trying to get states to pass good regulations. Um, yeah, but I, I think, I think one of the, I think, I think we can all agree on one thing and we just kind of brought it up. We've got to quit allowing the wolves to run the hen house. We've got to, right. we've got to take out the trash in our industry. And that means not allowing people like the HIA, uh, and, and the, uh, and the national hemp organization, Morris Beagle, who's in bed with Joy Beckerman, uh, and the, the hemp brown table, those people have to stop saying that they represent us, and we have to be very clear about that. Damn well, I totally agree. But what happens to people like me who are out there voicing the opposition and they slam me because I'm a marijuana felon, completely discredit me? Joy Beckerman has done massive damage. The only thing I can do right now is like continue education and try to get people like you and Adam and Jesse all kind of like in the same message. And we keep pushing that forward because we only can, we only have a limited window of opportunity. And if we fuck this up, we can never go back and undo it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I agree. This is this is the turning point for for stopping uh, the pharmaceutical industry from taking over. This is the big play. Like I said, it was going, it was supposed to happen when Sativex. Yeah. Uh, got approved, and when it didn't get approved, it threw them back a couple of years. But but, but by God, they're going forward with it now, and they're going to go forward full speed ahead. And if we don't mm-hmm. if we don't help the attorneys who are going, because we face it, we have we have the knowledge that that attorneys are not mm-hmm. going to have. We have the experience in the industry, and we and we know exactly what's been going on, and we need to be able to explain that to them. And I think if we can do that. Um, that's that's think, where we can think, benefit the whole community. I think we even have a step above that because we have legislative law, and we have policy well, we, we, things we that have been in action for more than two years here, at least in Colorado. Colorado was approved as a food in law for CBD and all cannabinoids from hemp before TW Pharmaceutical was approved as a drug. That's a pretty yeah, big yeah, deal. Well, There's a reason why HIA. And the U.S. Hemp Brown Table has been suppressing this information of what Colorado did. 
we passed the most well, epic the legislation for hemp in America. The information of the non-viable supply chain, something that doesn't even exist in this country, needs to be brought up. A lot of the times that these people yeah. who want to invest in these lobbyists, they really think that there's like this plethora of hemp fields mm -hmm. out there. When we just got the farm bill passed a few days ago by the old orange orangutan that didn't then follow through because he's now <laughs> shut down the potential for us to do anything uh, moving forward. So, I know. so we, we really have to one of the main parts of that conversation really has to be the education factor of, yes, it could possibly do all that shit that you guys are talking about, but how probable is it to make sure that we're growing all these different varieties of hemp to make CBD for a market that doesn't even exist yet? So a, a large portion of that can be really halted by just getting in front of these lobbyists and showing them how many acres of hemp were actually grown in the U.S. domestically. And then we can figure out, wow, so the majority of these CBD products that are being sold here in, here in America are sold by one of these CBD brokers is China or some other uh, lower grade variation. And so there, there needs to be the wake-up call that what they're looking for doesn't exist. So once they realize they're hunting the unicorn, I think that conversation will really halt down. And then we have the ability to well, push that. There's definitely more unicorn hunters out there now than ever. It's just like unicorn season is hot. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Unicorn season is hot, you guys. So get your guns out. Okay. Well, what was unicorn. So I have unicorn was the first word. Unicorn was the first word I ever learned how to spell. Just so you know, I kept, I kept, I skipped kindergarten. Because you were But I would also like to. <laughs> I know, and so I would also <laughs> like to say, are we? Could we all agree that lobbyists are kind of like paid whores? This was told to me by one of our senators here in Colorado. So yeah, I, I think we all become brokers and, brokers and lobbyists. Exactly. Exactly, <laughs> and so we should all become volunteer lobbyists. We have to become volunteer lobbyists. I've been that for years. Yeah. Perfect. I like you. <laughs> it's an official category, actually, in, in, the, in the state of Colorado, in the Secretary of State, yep. has an actual category, volunteer lobbyist. Every citizen yep. should be one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, hey, real quick, I do want to... Uh, I wanted to shout out to Richard something that uh, we have, everybody's kind of said something nice real quick. To him. I remember a few years ago, Adam and I were at a show together and you were talking about no backhoe. And I, I was one of those guys who like looked at you and I was like, what the fuck is Richard talking about? No backhoe, right? And now I go to smoke shops all over the country and people mm -hmm. are selling hemp joints just like you were saying. And you know what? When yep. I was in high yep. school, I remember your hemp food. And I remember like, wow, okay, so uh, we just got to work on flavors and these other things and it'll all get there. You were so ahead of your time, bro. Uh, I really do appreciate all the efforts that you've put in because of the fact that like some of the ideas that you threw out there got my little brain to work in. And now we have some of the things that our company is really developing. And um, you were and always have been ahead of your time. So I can't wait till you slow down a little bit so we can all catch up <laughs> and then we can all be in the real industry Aww. that we saw when we were younger. That is not what we're creating as is right now. The, the, Jack, Herrera, the Jack Herrera talked about. Let's, 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 I'd like to see yeah. what Jack wrote about actually come true. And, and here, here in, here in Thailand, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm under non-disclosure. I can't exactly tell you what I'm doing here. Um, but I can tell you that it is, it is extremely large and it is, it will be covering all areas of hemp and cannabis. 
all areas. So hopefully we'll be doing, hopefully we will do, um, uh, hemp adobe here. We will, we will do, uh, we will do fabric here. Uh, there's no reason we can't do all of this here, uh, because we have the money to do it and we have the land to do it and we have, we, we can grow three crops a year here. That's something that not too many other people can do. So, uh, hopefully yeah. we, I, what I'm, what I'm here to do is make sure that they don't just go down the CBD trail, uh, or the, or the marijuana trail that, that they expand and do all of it here because the cost of labor and production and everything is low enough here that we can show the rest of the world that this is possible. And, and they, they are making it so expensive now in the United States that I'm afraid that, uh, and with licensing and overregulation, I'm, I'm afraid that the United States is going to have trouble competing in the world market. Oh, they will. They will understand yeah. when Colombia comes on board and when all these other countries come on board that have the same situation as you, multiple crops a year, low labor costs, um, less regulatory problems, and, and once people get behind it, they're, they're going to have a hard time to keep it up, that's for sure. But, you know, you get what you give, right? And the thing is, if you're... I mean, one thing I can say, though, is America did a good job by at least fixing the problem they created back in 1937 by making this plant illegal in the first place and showing everybody the other side of it all. And the thing is, until America did it, other people wouldn't listen and, or they'd be too scared to, to get involved. So now countries like Thailand that, you know, had such an extreme uh, view on cannabis, even though it was such a socially uh, known thing and it was it had a history, it already has a history. It's not like cannabis is not, uh, has been available or been used there. But people were so terrified of it as a, you know, just by the, by the, you know, the, the way that it was uh, looked at, looked upon mostly by America, and then America pushed that on all these other countries. So I'm kind of happy that we at least, we kind of fixed our problem. We haven't, we, we never really fixed it, but we, we fixed part of it, you know. But I do have well, we, we got to stop using the word legalization. Stop using the word legalization. You know, I mean, the, you cannot legalize anything until you remove the laws that made it illegal in the first place. And as long as we keep using the word legalization, um, we're deceiving everyone. Everyone thinks it's legal now. Everyone thinks recreational marijuana okay, is legal. But I, medical- can I can I interject really quick, Steve? Forgive sure. me. I just need to, I just need to say for the record once again that the U.S. Hemp Roundtable and Mitch McConnell put out the message that we were removing hemp from schedule from the CSA Control Substance Act. In fact, hemp yep. was never on the Control Substance Act. What they did is created a new definition away from the Control Substance Act and then amended that to say the industrial hemp, by definition, is not included under the CSA. So they lied well, but to everyone. Would you agree with that or not? not? Yes, but not only did they do that, okay. um, the, Ninth Circuit, the Ninth Circuit said that tetrahydrocannabinols, plural, a word that was totally made up uh, in the Statement of Principles, uh, that word yeah. wasn't legal, okay, and was adopted illegally, and then they put it in the Farm Bill and gave it credibility. Congress gave it that word credibility, and it had no definition. <laughs> okay? okay? So well, the Farm Bill I, is got say, a lot to flaws. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, let me just say, that, like, I am not impressed by the Farm Bill. In fact, I would have been happy if the 2014 <laughs> version of the Farm Bill would have rolled over, because then it wouldn't have been this fucking nightmare. But for yeah. Richard, I just have to say, most respect ever, always. Second, Thank you, I sister. think that it's important. <laughs> I think that it's important for us, you know, to figure out a pathway forward. 
And we can have debates all day and night on social media, on the phone, on interviews. But if we do not provide a pathway forward for the states and all these other people that have made investments and that are hoping on this opportunity, then what good have we done? We have a solution. You have a social media platform, Steve, and everyone else on this call, that we can do something and direct everyone. We have to do that right now. Yeah, and I, I think I think we I yeah. think we need to agree. Rick, Rick, Richard and I have uh, had a minor disagreement on 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 how to proceed, but uh, essentially um, we, we need to be ready. We need to provide uh, the legal advice, the legal background for the attorneys to use. Uh, and, and again, I like Victoria it. said, we I need, got and it. We, and we, I have it. Right, and, I have it. And we need and and we need and we need to encourage the states. To protect the farmers in their states, even though Washington never will, um, and and we need and we need to let the, but we need to let state legislators know at the same time that that HIA and the rest of these people who are lobbying in state legislators legislatures do not represent the hemp farmers of America. That's really important. all right. So then, so then we need a campaign that yes, we I agree. Put on all platforms that we agree on a cohesive message that everyone shares. Yeah. Right. So we yeah, need to I, do that I, now. Uh, two points, I agree. folks. Um, Steve, uh, uh, bright minds can often disagree. That is not a fault. That's a, that's not a <laughs> bug. It's a feature. Exactly. And every state except Colorado, thanks, or except Washington, thanks to Steve, has uh, cannabis, either the plant or in Colorado's place, tetrahydrocannabinols, uh, as Schedule One in the state CSA. So every no, state, that's not and Washington doesn't. Every except Washington, thanks to Steve. It's, but California still has the whole plant as Schedule One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, look, look how much Thank good you, it did that I removed it from Schedule. Look at look at how much good my law that passed by a hundred percent in both houses. Look how much good that did. That was immediately, immediately when I did that, when I passed that, the Washington State Department of Agriculture raised the price of the license from $300, where they only had one licensee, uh, to 14950 That was their response to me taking it out of the CSA. Because it took away their power to, 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 uh, yes. to enforce the CSA provisions if they didn't like you. And now, and now... Uh, under under the farm bill, the state I guarantee you, Washington State, this legislative session will pass a bill making non non pharma uh, CBD illegal. I guarantee it. It's absolutely possible, and they'll make it criminal. Okay, well, we may not we may not be able to save all the states, but we can save a majority of them. And I think yeah, you won't say Washington. I was just pointing that out. Okay, fine. <laughs> Fine. And if Washington and California and even New York, some of the biggest platforms, want to be out of it, so be it. If the people that are making money already from this industry want to be part of it, they're going to go push this forward. All we can do is provide a solution. We, we yeah. as the group and the voice that we have, even if we don't always agree, we can agree on this one thing to try to move everything forward and say at least we did this and then come to the table with FDA and hopefully make FDA. This is our agenda. Not theirs, right? Do well, we, we not have still to, yeah, have some power we here? Have to be, we, it has to be our agenda pushed forward because we're the only ones that seem to be speaking for the farmers. Mm-hmm. And consumers. I mean, everyone else, 
everyone else is speaking for the monopolies. Whether, well, whether it's a single monopoly. Angle. Not everyone. Or, or they're working an angle, some kind of angle. They, they, want certi- they sell certified seed, like Joy's Friends, or they want you to give them 25000 for a board seat, like HRT. Um, it, there's, it. you know, there's, there's a direct line from HIA to GW. Um, they, yep. there's somebody sure. has founder's stock in both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we all, we all know who that is. And, and everybody's arguing that he's not involved in this, that, oh, no, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know what? Well, yeah, you have $2 million. He's yeah, of course. All right, so then it's our job not to expose them. We all have the platforms to expose the truth. The question it is, is, it is absolutely expose the job. truth? Exactly. Yes. But we also have to provide Anyways. a solution forward. Solution forward yeah, rather than, than... I agree. We have to keep history in place as it's written. But we also have to provide well, a pathway forward because aside, this is in motion. We have to protect the farmers ultimately. So uh, yes. we all know what's happened over the last years. We've all been a part of it, lived through it. Our finances have been up and down because of the shit that other people have pulled. So we all uh, kind of have, have lived through it. The farmers of tomorrow and the future of this industry do not know any of the backdrop of what we've all had to put our exactly. blood, sweat, and tears into. So unfortunately mm-hmm. for them, us making sure the exposure of these individuals is out there doesn't just prevent us from having our, you know, happy little faces on when we're like, yeah, fuck those guys because they did something else a long time ago. But it's also the protection of these individuals who have families. When you take on a new endeavor, we've all taken on a new job. We left one place, came to another. It's a scary new tactic. And when farming is your livelihood and now you've gone to an even harder cash crop to grow, we better protect these people. Those checks and balances, they need to be there. So we need to be working with these people to make sure they have a clearer understanding of how to do it. We have to work with the legislators ourselves the same way that they have been. And so in order for us to do that, we have to have that power behind us and the strength in numbers, the intellectual property that some of us hold, like Richard, I now do like hemp pasta with CBD in it. And it was like, wow, this dude, when I was younger, you know? And so like, there's all these ideas that have moved to the future and the front line of things. And we should be looking at different potential opportunities, but the only way we're going to do that is to once we educate these people, then establish a platform that's going to give us the protection of seeds, not just from making sure that there's CBD in this, but also to make sure that they're like certified and that they're the real deal and that we're not buying something that's been molded in a closet for two years and now some duped guy got the, the money in my bank account. So we have and there to are sold for dollar seed. seed. Yeah, exactly, exactly, with the mold. Uh, for, you, it's, for, you, uh, for you, about 20. <laughs> it comes equipped with systemic PM, guys. You know, uh, when you look at the, the market out in, in Canada, you know, I love the commercials that we see on the Canadian market right now. It's beautiful, but I've been to uh, enough of the uh, groups, meetings that are part of these things, and I've sent my guys out there and seen it with their own eyes and have the video footage to show me unhappy PM enriched fields. I'm not going to name drop anybody, but uh, it's a sad <laughs> shame that we're putting these types of uh, production products out there and we don't even have the checks and balances the compliance officers to come through I used to own a restaurant and you know what if the health department wanted to shut yeah. me down because I got rats in the back they could exactly. do so but right now the rats are all over the front the back the table and nobody's yeah. doing anything about it so we do just have that obligation to not just make sure that we get to 
hold our seats as the hoorah and people that we were, but also to protect those individuals coming into the future. Well, let me make one other suggestion when Amen. it comes to the Amen. states, Victoria. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what, the other thing we probably need to do is, is not just not just point out um, the flaws in the people who say they were representing us, but let's expose legislators who do the wrong thing in states. Uh, Put the pressure on them absolutely. not to do the wrong thing. Okay, because okay. without well, that me, pressure me, on let them, let me respond to that. Let me respond to that because right now hemp is a very bipartisan issue in most of the states, right? The problem is these lawmakers have so many other things on their plate and agenda. They really want just like a solid solution that makes sense they can go advocate for and pass a bill because it looks good for them. Hemp is that. Right now, the states are looking for a solution because they don't want to charge people with CGD felonies for, you know, controlled substance issues like we're seeing happening already. They want to they wanna regulate the products already being sold, and they want to they wanna protect their hemp farmers. And consumers and law enforcement is also involved. In fact, law enforcement can be one of our biggest advocates right now, not adversaries. No one has really looked at that part of it yet. Yeah. Um, well, and public so, safety is a, is a huge part of it because um, there huge. are people who do get affected by CBD differently. I have a, a business partner who actually has her equilibrium put off if she takes too much of it. And there are times where we've gone to events and people are handing out CBD gummies and uh, she'll get a little wobbly. And one time it got to the point where she literally looked at me and was like, I don't think I should drive right now. And so knowing that we can effectively have that reaction on people. Yeah, there may not be the psychoactive, I'm high, <laughs> but there could be a wobbly, what the hell is going on with my body? I got a little too much going on in my receptors. And if that's the case, yeah. public safety is something we should definitely be looking into that because if we're taking a kid who has seizures and then give him vertigo and he busts his head open, we're just as responsible as it was before he had any medication. And so we have to really look into the uh, efficacy studies of some of the different products that are out there to see how they control those parts of the brain. And in order to do that, we all have to band together. We have to cooperate. We have to stop the GMO operatives that are coming in to try to make seeds. We have to do all the stuff, but it only takes us banding together, dropping a lot of the animosities, and then those things shall prevail. And and we will really see it. Uh, Adam and I, a lot of the, the guys, you know, Richard, like I said, I've been, I've been following your career my whole life and uh, have, have now, you know, worked in different uh, platforms, no-co's and other things where, you know, you're, you're on panels with the rest of the guys, and it's just, it's an amazing feeling to know that we've had these successes, but in order for these farmers to be protected, those successes have to turn into the realities of the protection, the insurances, making sure that policies are created with not just the insurance companies, but also the Farm Risk Management uh, Bureau that is a part of the actual federal government and the USDA. Those are parts of the things that we have to start protecting and making sure we band together, putting those funds together to make sure those realities come into play. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I agree. Hey, folks, I need to uh, I need to step off here. I'm going to hang up. Uh, it was lovely okay, talking so to you all around the world. Love you all and, and everybody listening. Blessings. Keep up Aww, the fight. Bye. This is the end of it. This is just the beginning of it. Keep it going. That's right. Absolutely. Thanks, Adam, for the chance to be with you all. Cheers, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. So uh, I got a quick uh, message so, that I just got from my friend Alfio. Um, 
so here it affects uh, here in the Caribbean. So Senator Positive T.A. Nelson, uh, his medical cannabis bill, which allows for regulated cultivation, processing, and dispensing of medical marijuana products, was approved by the Senate here, in, well, not here, but in the U.S. Virgin Islands. So there's more places for people to visit uh, and feel safe and be able to know that they can uh, access their, their medicine. So one more, a couple can more. I, can I just say a funny story about this? Oh, my God, sure. I cannot believe you just said this. Did you just say the Virgin Islands? Yes. Okay. Do you know that Heather, you know, the one with the two long braids, the blonde chick with the two long braids, like Nurse Heather or something her name is? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She tried with her boyfriend. Yeah. She tried, like, years, like, I think it was, like, two or three years ago with her boyfriend mm-hmm. to go and try to legalize medical marijuana in Virgin Islands and made a complete debauchery of it. It's on recording and everything. So I'm so happy to hear that you just said, that they have finally moved forward because she totally yeah, and her boyfriend went totally fucking up yeah, years ago. They had a big fail. It was it was pretty funny. Oh well, my it, god! It, you know, it, this it, is such good news. It, it's amazing the kind of turnaround. I mean, uh, you got to remember Woo! in places like Malaysia, Indonesia, Thailand, they had death penalties for cannabis thanks to the United oh. States. Wow! Right. So they're going from death god. penalties to the repudiation of Big Pharma and really making yeah. it legal. Um, Big Pharma really miscalculated. I mean, they should have known Nightmare. that the Thai government is, 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 not, is not like Big Pharma. They've been fighting with Big Pharma for years. And, and really, the, the only reason that passed was because they filed 39 patents. Oh, by the way, the GW pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical patents, they were, pat- they were not just trying to patent. The, their product, they were trying to patent yeah, I know. Um, plant, plant extracts. Plant yeah, I have, extracts. It all listed. I have it all listed on Grow Hemp Colorado, if you want to see all their products. Oh, okay. So, yeah, good yeah, news, yeah, yeah. Adam. Yeah, Virgin uh-huh. Islands! Woo-hoo! Yeah, that's, that's I'm great so news. happy to hear this. Huge news. Thank God. Well, that's the, beginning, that's the beginning of the end of Prohibition. Because uh, right. it may be the U.S. that falls last in, into real into real legalization, but by God, it's going to happen now. I mean, this is really excellent. All right. So this, this I would like this to conclude because I have to go soon. Thank you, Adam, so much for having me on. I always am grateful. And um, Jesse, I'm yeah. yours tomorrow. Um, Absolutely. Steve? I hope that we come to an agreement tonight that you are going to have further discussions with me so we can put something out on a platform to absolutely. really give people direction. Yeah, and a solution. absolutely. And obviously, whatever, whatever I can do from here. Being the lead of okay. my show, which is better. I can sit here and just eat my food and hang out and <laughs> listen to my own show. Good job. Good job. Beautiful. When are we having another one? Adam, I think you should do these consistently because people want information right now. I had a free hub conference call the other day. I could not believe how many people were on it. I was floored. So I think, like, the more we can get information out, the more important through the more venues possible. Well, I guarantee so, you I'm not yeah. going anywhere this year. So there will be no more this year, okay? So it's next year. Well, so and, and Veronica, <laughs> our group is actually putting together a conference for 
uh, in time, it will be state to state. Right now, we're going to primarily focus on the uh, specific states that have uh, implemented laws and procedures to actually benefit the, the farmers now. And we're going to work with people who want to transition to hemp as well as other things. So we'll discuss some of those matters uh, tomorrow as well as giving opportunities for anybody who's listening that maybe has family that wants to get out of cotton or other things that uh, they yeah. have already existing hemp legislation. What the Farm Bill did is just allows us to activate that state's legislation and start running and pumping at full speed ahead. So uh, if anybody listening wants to get a hold of us through Imperial Hemp Company, please reach out. Adam Dunn's show knows how to get a hold of us. He's part of our team. He sits on the board of directors for our company. So uh, it is something that we are proud of. And as that builds up, Adam, you know, he's going to be a huge part of those things with the meet and greets and all that kind of stuff for, for the farmers themselves. And seeds and all those things are part of that whole, uh, you know, compile of information that we're going to be dwelling out there. So we would love to have you involved with that as well. Thank you. And I would like to say for the record, you can Google me online, Veronica Carpio. Just please do not click Zoom on the mugshot. <laughs> Is there a unicorn on there? <laughs> not yet, but just don't click Zoom. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Well, well, Veronica, be sure and keep in touch with me. Um, I'm happy to help Thank in any you. way I can from here. Uh, I will participate in any kind of group conversations, provided that uh, I can actually participate. Uh, Adam was nice enough to call me on my cell phone because it's, it's, it's hard for me to communicate sometimes from here. Um, but I, anybody who needs to talk to me can talk to me on, on, on Facebook calling, and I'll have Google Voice here today. So uh, I'm going to try to be easier to be contacted. But I'm happy to participate in any way I can, so just let me know uh, what I can do. Thank you. Thank I will see you, Adam. I'm jumping off. Thank you so much, and give sure. Cece my love. Thank you, Veronica, and thank you guys for uh, joining us today. Um, we're going to wrap it up anyway now because uh, it's, getting, it's getting late over here too. <clears throat> thank you, Steve. Thank you, Jesse. Um, we'll keep. Thank you, Adam. Hopefully, next couple weeks. Thank you, Steve. Show. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, All right. All right. Have a good one, gentlemen. Yeah. Right, uh, Happy New Year, you guys. Enjoy yourselves. Blessings. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. So. So. That was amazing. That was super awesome. That was a great show. It was. And, uh, you know, it's just just good to see the energy around the whole world is uh, starting to go in the right direction. Right. I think, uh, you know, being here in Puerto Rico at the moment and seeing, you know, being able to see medical spots and, like going into gardens and seeing, you know, like just how much you can change, uh, literally change the landscape is, uh, is, is just, uh, mind blowing. And I think I, I heard about Thailand already about six months ago about this possibility. And just the fact that it happened is great. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that, I think our worlds are getting smaller, but bigger at the same time, because it's now more places for people like ourselves to travel and feel comfortable and on top of that, get to see them uh, change and adapt over the next, you know, the next coming years. And hopefully in a few more years, we're all going to look back and say, like, what the hell were we even thinking? You know what I mean? Right. And obviously some of us are already questioning it. But for the most people, it's, uh, you know, it it's mind-blowing to them the things you can do with this plant. And we haven't even scratched the surface because now with all of the, the universities that are going to get involved, 
and all the different angles uh, of people being able to look at this deeper and have money and grants and things like that. We're gonna, I think we're gonna see. I mean, I not only do I think I know we're gonna see a renaissance in hemp in the next uh, coming years, and it's gonna be, it's only gonna get more and more interesting because, I, you know, like anybody who's been involved with this plant long enough, every day is a new learning experience, and so I hope, uh, hope people who listen to the show learn something. And uh, next week we're gonna have the guys from TKO who are a hemp, uh, like a, a, a hemp company out of out of uh, Florida, going to be in town. I'm, I believe they're going to take you to dinner, MTI, because they really wanted to take me to dinner, but I said, take my boy to dinner there. So get ready for a, a bunch of people in the studio. Okay. should be fun. Uh, cool. Everybody who's listening, tune in next week. And then I'll be back uh, after that. I'll be back in Colorado uh, two weeks. But who knows for how long, because this uh, cannabis world is getting bigger by the day, and I seem to have to ride that cannabis wave see Sweet. you guys next week and uh thank you mti for making this happen right and on. kti and all crew uh we'll see you guys next week all right you're you gonna hang up or uh i'm gonna hang it up all right buddy we'll, we'll see you, you next week all right thanks guys yep. peace peace being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we want you to smoke the real thing. Why did I smoke the natural herb? Some call it marijuana. Some call it sense media. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it...